Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 174. It's Saturday, and we're kind of kicking it old school, eh? A little bit? Mm-hmm. Because it's a Saturday late morning, with, like we used to do it, sort of sleep in Saturday morning, tinker with our notes while I drink coffee. The old routine. Whatever you do, and then all we're missing is booster juice right now. Pretty much. We were saying booster juice, if you had a drive through we would have hit it right now. They should take KFCs because they don't. Yeah. Although that, that's probably their only business, so maybe not. It is. Yeah, the KFC is pretty much attached to booster juice, and yeah. KFC is o- drive through only a lot for some reason. Most of the time, yeah. Can't get employees or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's kind of nice to do the Saturday afternoon because you were saying we're now aware of what happened in Collision, or sorry, uh, Rampage and SmackDown. Well, and Collision because they did it Friday. Oh, that's full, right. We got full gear tonight. So we got some additions from those programs. I even watched some Raw highlights. Was not super impressed, just so that I have some context no, of what's going on. let up. you down, really. Because I don't know what's going on in that company generally, so I'm trying to sort of catch up to a little bit of that nothing i told you what i saw three basically roll up victories on one show one one per hour i think it was miz put his feet up on whoever he was wrestling i already because he's facing gunther at show next week and then there was two other ones one was tegan knox hers wasn't a distraction i don't think though and then there was another one in the middle that was a distraction roll up just like so afraid to have somebody lose and somebody win clean it seems maybe that's just a snapshot just, and yeah. I got a random thing, but I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, but it's like usually a regular thing for them. I think that's what so I like, think. But yeah, I don't know. It's their only way to like protect people is they can't legitimately lose. Yeah, but then it makes other people look stupid. It's like, I well, don't know. it just pre- creates an environment where nothing really matters, right? No, not really. It's which is, I know we sound like phenomenal, we hate, like we hate WWE. I mean, kind of. We don't like it, but it's not that we don't want to like it, love to like it. Yeah, I, st- I still hate it. If it were like-worthy, but... Yeah, and it's typically not. So we've got a pay-per-view coming tonight. Um, What is it? Full Gear? Full Gear. Which was, might I add, looking back, was our favorite show last year. Was it? Oh, because yeah. you're prepping the documents yes. for Best so, of So uh, last year, this was our favorite show. That was MJ winning the title, Perry and Luchasaurus in a cage. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think I have... Because you were... Oh, that was, the fir- that was when the Elite came back and they had the first Death Triangle match. Oh, there was yeah. that ROH for it with uh, Jericho Claudio and Sam Guevara and Danielson. But yeah, it was a good show last year. So Hoping this it's... one looks pretty promising, actually. So It does. Like, say what you will, I've been a little frustrated with AEW TV lately, but the pay-per-views pretty much always. Has there been one I haven't liked? I don't think so. There's some I've no, liked less than others. they're not in but... a long time, at least. Yeah. Like, I don't mind paying for them, which we still have to figure out how I'm paying with our new oh yeah cable tv setup that is still we're frustrating free today, so we have to figure it out because we may or may not have not done that the last couple of times so and the network is can't you really use it as i've complained about many a time so that's next week's problem but our school board hacking situation got sorted out looks like saw, yesterday yeah. so the program that all teachers use to do grading and attendance and communication home and report cards Internet was necessary compromised apparently and we didn't have it for, you didn't have anything for like almost a week, right? So everything went back to sort of, some things went back to doing it on paper that are normally like attendance and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Interesting situation, but apparently rectified. You can get into that program now and do all those things. So that was the excitement. You went out and played some more badminton tonight, or last night, sorry? Yep. And I did not get together with anyone because the 
Maple Leafs, not that I'm a Leaf fan, but everyone I go watch games with is. They played in Sweden and played early, so there was no Friday night Sweden, game. Sweden, that's so weird. So hence me not down in a garage down the street <laughs> last night. but No garages. Yep, just trying to get through to the Christmas break, right, I guess? Yeah. At this point, Surviving until weather then. here is nice in southern Ontario, considering it's uh, late considering November. Considering the time of year, yeah, we're mid doing, to late we're doing November. Right. It's been above zero and nice, so... I don't know. Your brother's basketball league is kicking off soon, so I'll be busy on weekends, including next weekend. He plays far away. I was telling you. I think I work next Friday and Saturday. It was so that's iffy. Works out for you. <clears throat> You'll have the place to yourself, I guess. I don't I know. I guess so, yeah. But if you're working. But, anyways, anything else new to banter? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. We live a pretty that. mundane existence, I would I'll, say. I'll maybe get on the G1 soon, but. Oh, and I think there's. I got that app, but I don't understand how it works. Do you work it's tomorrow? Just, yes. What time? At the, in the morning. I'm pretty sure. Is it tonight or tomorrow? There might be a. Remember, there's a GCW show coming close to us mm-hmm. in Aurora. I feel like that's tomorrow, maybe. Anyways, no. Oh, know. it's I next weekend. I think. I don't know. Anyways, I'll look into it. It's not interesting to anybody else, but maybe we switch gears into something that might be interesting to somebody else. Anything that's not, there's timestamps. They can just there jump is. around to what they like. But anyways. We'll start out with our first thing every week, and that is taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Okay, so the first thing we always look at is the ratings from a couple shows this week. And NXT averaged 703,000 viewers, up 11.5%, and earned a 0.21 in the key demographic, down 192 Sorry, it was down 11.5, not up, because they were at like 790-something last week. They were pretty close to AEW, right? So it was down 11.5%. So that is the second lowest in both of those categories since September 26th. So again, not one of the more meaningful comparisons from, what, a couple months ago? We're back to that. Back to the stupid ones. Yeah, September 26th. And they were up against NBA games, obviously. And then Dynamite averaged 823,000 viewers up. A meager 2.4%, earned a 0.28 in the demographic, up 3.7. Second highest audience total the show has done since the start of the NBA season in October. So not super meaningful one there either. I don't have much news. I think I have like three things. and I not... got decent news. So uh, go, uh, you go first then. Uh, the first one was something from Collision last week because we didn't cover it, obviously, was AW's announcement of the Continental Classic Tournament, which is a 12-man right. round, round robin tournament to culminate at World's End. Uh, Danielson was confirmed as the first participant, and then recently Andrade was also confirmed for that. Two of my favorite wrestlers, so that's and I love tournaments, so a good start. Like me. a mini G1. I think there's two blocks, so I would assume six in each. I believe that is... What they're doing, kind of like a, there's a pool play and then a whatever crossover mm-hmm. playoff sort of setup. So I'm excited for that a little bit, yeah, right? That'll Just, be interesting TV and that'll be something to look forward to. Like we like to have something constant. Like trios or Orange Cassidy. And it just adds instant stakes to every match, right? You don't really need a lot of story outside of that. You can just be like, they're in a tournament and they both want to win. And away you go. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a departure from Impact Wrestling. Fightful Selects reporting that uh, Kenny King has asked for and was granted his release from the company this week. I don't... What do you think he thinks he's going to go do now? I have no idea. Like, I'm not saying he's not talented. I actually really liked the most recent work he was doing on Impact. He just never really got on often, but I don't know. Like, Well, without Honor No More, what are you going to do? I know it, but is he going to 
catch on somewhere else, do you think? I don't know. I can't imagine. He's turning down guaranteed checks to go. I guess maybe he he might know already, right? Maybe he's sort of talked to people. Or maybe he'll just go Indies. I guess. I don't know. But again, I don't know how. No, I don't think he's... Like, maybe he'll pop up an ROH, but I don't see him going, like, anywhere big. I league. guess, yeah. But they don't really need anybody else. That's where he obviously has a lot of history, but... Yeah. Anyways, so long, Kenny King. I enjoyed your work most it's... recently, but uh, wherever you end up. Continuing the big star train, um, Tony Khan tweeted that one of the world's best wrestlers is coming full gear to sign an AEW contract. So cut to speculation, rampant speculation. I mainly saw someone say Osprey and I was just that's the dream. Osprey I've heard. Um I'm sort of mentioned Ziggler and then I'm it scared. turns out other people are thinking that maybe I'm scared too. Of Ziggler. Also heard uh Monet, which I don't know. I don't think so because she's not cleared to like she's gonna return to wrestling I think next year. She's not cleared yet. So I think that would be kinda like Ziggler. It wouldn't be a immediate thing that they can capitalize on plus osprey could go into the continental classic osprey is technically still under contract though yeah i know which is weird which until is until like early 2024 in february yeah. so i don't know how that's gonna work but they do have a working relationship with new they Japan, do so like so who knows i don't know but i'm hoping because we've talked about tony khan's giant announcements are hit and miss right so Osprey would be a big hit for me. Ziggler would be a bit of a miss. Like if that's the Ziggler's scales, even though I don't mind Ziggler, there was no. Time, I like Ziggler, but like there I, were times I loved Ziggler, but I still think he's he should be in WWE, and I don't think I'd want him in AEW either because just and he's just not I a peak know. guy. Like yes, he's still no. good in the ring and whatever, but he's not. He's, peak he would Ziggler. probably fall into the same spot he was in with wwe and i don't think that's really anything groundbreaking and a tag team with his brother doesn't that's also a possibility that they I seem really to love the brother about, tag right? teams yeah so well they could have a whole tournament with blood i feel like with brother tag teams i guess they could do at least like all right here's where jack starts thinking about all the brother tag box go guns hardy's nemeths that's not fun sidell's the uh mike sidell's gone oh is he um bollywood boys i guess if they wanted to bring them yeah back. they just wrestled they like, just last wrestled week. um we five there's one we need like at least like even them there's got to be like one more who i'm missing one there um, has to be somebody else because didn't the guns have beef with somebody else uh who am i who am i missing uh there's got to be oh uh, top flight top flight okay that's six you could do like at can't least believe some i got there first i'm there. so proud of myself right well because da- darius martin's been gone for like it's true no, one so of not, them not darius dante it's dante this one time. or the other has been it's gone dante this non-stop. time that's my bad i think there's at least like six there which is enough we know oh, we've seen tournaments, a lot we you know, yeah they've done tournaments with fewer with far less and by far less i mean four yeah but um yeah no hopefully not and it's gotta be osprey like i think so i feel like because like Tony Khan has not exactly been on the pulse of some of his announcements lately. So if it's someone like Ziggler, then especially like, hey, you can buy tickets for an event. That's what I mean. Like stuff like that is. So let's hope. Not sufficient. Yes. Uh, is it your turn or my turn? Your turn. So I will start by saying Billy Corgan is refuting these claims, but you know how I like to pile on to NWA for some reason. They I don't suck. Even... I don't even know why, but I do. Every time I see their match cards, I'm like, NWA sucks. So House, House of Wrestling, I don't know how reliable that is. But anyways. I've seen stuff from them before, I think. Their reporting roster cuts are likely to take place following the company's TV tapings in January. And that production cuts, oh no, I don't feel like they can afford to cut much production. At least they can, no. That affects their presentation. No. And other cost-saving measures are expected soon as well. Said to be the result of 
Billy Corgan, the owner, obviously, having bankrolled the promotion for years without much sponsorship money coming in and just like it's not sustainable sort of thing. The NWA is not sustainable. Who would have thought? And so what was it? He spent millions on power as well as um, whatever reality series member they apparently got. How much money does through. he have and from what? Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, they were super mega huge band for a while there. I guess. Um, and so cuts are needed for the company to continue operating on its current level, apparently. So who knows? Billy Corgan says, heck no, that's none of that's true. We're fine. But these reports are no, you're not. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm not really trusting him. No. And also, I don't care. No, their product, I, again, I try and check in every now and then, but... It looks so mediocre. Nothing keeps me... I even tried to... I started to watch Rampage. I did another too late to start watching it because I fell asleep. Not Rampage's fault, but it was Sakura and Tony Storm is where I... And then I think it, on or, Rampage, they had Trent and... They did. Christian. That was Trent, the opener. Yeah, Trent won a, or a collision match to get a shot later in the night. So I dozed off in that one, woke up for some of Tony Storm, Emmy Sakura, and then fell asleep in that as well. Again, not their fault. I, it was like one in the morning it's or something. Yeah. Um, uh, following Dynamite, Kota Ibushi is finally all elite officially because he debuted a Blood and Guts and he's had like some matches here and there, but there was never the confirmed signing, I guess. Yeah, and it's awesome signing. We're still waiting for full power of Ibushi to show up because he's looked yeah he's been involved in a lot of multi-man stuff right where pretty he, much only and not hasn't stood out really in anything even the match no. we're going to discuss this week I don't think he stood out maybe looked a little better but still wasn't I don't he think he's like, in his peak form yet no which is it's weird I don't know why but because when he is then he's a standout so yeah yeah a we're, good we're signing waiting for that yeah but that's <laughs> Good that that means he'll be sticking around at least. It, it seems like AEW isn't the type of company to just cut people. It's kind of like they wait till your contract runs out and resigns you. So I feel like they need a bunch of people's contracts to run out soon. Cause yeah, or they need to just make some cuts. I feel like they can afford to do that because it's not like they don't have. But I that. think he's the company that doesn't want to do that. I do respect that in a way. Right. And I like, do like we signed you, so we'll keep you until your contract. I do like that because WWE does the exact opposite. Correct. So from that perspective, I do enjoy that about Tony Khan. But I feel like at some point you got to cut a few people. I mean, unless you're CM Punk, obviously he's he's an exception to this rule. But I, don't know, I feel like he could cut a few people if he had to. Yeah. I don't. Know, but if he doesn't feel he has to, I guess there's that. But it's just gonna people are gonna continue to be unhappy. I think because there's no way you can get all of these people meaningful time on even anything. with the extra shows right uh the only other thing i had was sort of storyline show stuff and that was that mjf agrees to team with samoa joe right for the um at full gear for the pre-show on zero hour yes to defend the title so um i feel like that means like you're saying mjf and it's on the pre-show right they're not doing a title change i don't think on the pre-show i would be surprised I, well they literally did that all at all in. True, so you, you can't right. you can't even there, say that. And it was precedent. these exact titles, so you can't even say that now. And we're getting Eddie Kingston, Jay Lethal, yep. right? All on also on the pre-show. All on the preview, which my friend. Is, those are, I mean, that's a way to get me to watch it. I will it. watch it for Joe and MJF. I right. mean, Kingston, Lethal, no offense, I don't really care because it doesn't feel like a marquee thing. Could to be me, really good though. They'll get my view um, on the side from the tag title match. Yep. And that's all I have, so I it's all if you MJF's now. MJF's going to change ring gear again. I'm going to mute and eat the rest of my apple hmm. while you wrap up yours. Um, WWE going international once more. Um, we saw the announcement of Bash in Berlin for Germany a little while ago. Also, Elimina Elimination Chambers in Perth, Australia. 
Um, and I don't like it because they got like so the Elimination Chamber logo is the same one from this year in Montreal, but it's got like Elimination Chamber and this is Perth underneath, which is annoying because that just looks stupid. It's like when SummerSlam had the Detroit in the logo, it's just like it looks dumb. Do you know when the like I'm not quizzing you, but do you know when they've been in Australia? Has it feels like the it's been a while. The last time it, I think they were was Super Showdown 2018. That oh, was the yeah. one where That's right. Triple H and Taker main evented and uh, Buddy Murphy won the Cruiserweight title. Amazing. Um, that was like kind of in the era when the Saudi shows were new, but and that one kind of felt like a Saudi show, but it was in Australia, and they started doing Super Showdown as a Saudi show. But anyways, that's the last time I think they were in Australia because I can't imagine they were in 2019, and I don't think they were in the pandemic or since. So I think this is the first time since then. But anyways, back to the point. Backlash 24, 24, 24 per the rumors, is going to be in France uh, May 4th, 2024. So that's... Star, Star Wars, Wars Day. Day. Yeah, got it. I was um, chewing. Give know, me a break. I know. Um, and that one has France in the logo, which is annoying because it's like, it didn't say Puerto Rico in the logo this year. Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> so weird picky. when they, it's just, I don't know. I like the, because like the SummerSlam logo this year was Detroit inspired, clearly, but like it's too on the nose if you put it in there. You know what I mean? Like I would like if the logo's inspired by where it is because usually with WrestleMania, yeah, that's cool. they do that like, yeah. It's always inspired by wherever they are. I think that's fine if you want to do it something like that, like the Montreal Chamber. But then I think putting the the uh, place in the logo is just too like it's just it's not appealing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's like when the I, the takeover logo started putting like twenty nineteen and like, it lacks subtlety. It lacks subtlety and also kind of dates it. It's like yeah. Because then you can't reuse the logo, and it's just like, I don't know. It's weird. But Backlash in France, because WWE are ever international. Correct. Uh, and finally, for some reason, for just to piss us off, I guess, uh, Ronda Rousey debuted in ROH on the taping the other day. She's still using her theme, because Tony Khan loves to license that music, um, which I, I do like. Um, and hopefully this is not a permanent thing, because I swear to God, if she starts crapping in AEW, I'm going to be annoyed. I mean, there's a chance that the way they present her, we like better. Because it's not like she's not capable of decent matches because she had some in her first go-round. Yeah, but that's so long ago. It's like it, was. it almost doesn't exist. But maybe the change in style, like I'm trying to find ways, right? The, to not to not dislike I think her if it right was away. Baszler, then sure. Because Baszler, just, she's definitely picked it up way better than Rousey. Has. I definitely don't need her or want her in AEW, but I guess... Maybe there's a chance they present her in a way that's more appealing. So no, we'll then see. The division's gonna be all about her, and I'm gonna hate that. It, it could be true, uh, which would be frustrating. Hopefully, this is just a one-off because she was visiting Shafir or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And then get her. So it's away not like she's me. she is all elite. She just no, was there. She was just, okay. she, it was ROH even. Right. So which is weirder. AEW adjacent. Yeah, but get her away, please. Yeah, and that's all you had. Yep. All right, so we'll transition into our most detailed review every week, and that's taking a look at this past Wednesday night's AEW Dynamite. All right, tell me about some Dynamite. That's your job. I drink coffee, you discuss Dynamite, and I chime in. Perhaps. It's a system that works. Um, We kick off with not... Our usual pre-intro stuff. There was the intro, and then we also had a recap on the the hook of last week's show, I guess, which was the attack on the acclaimed. Right. Yes, I had already forgotten. It's true. As the computer dings. 
Mm-hmm. Again. Multiple times. Many times. Um, then our opening match is Moxley and Wheeler Yuta of Blackpool Comic Club against Orange Cassidy and Hook. Yes, indeed it is. Um, Cassidy and Hook meet Blackpool in the crowd, and the brawl begins there. We get a bit of pre-match meandering. Uh, there's a nice format of German suplex on Mox from Hook. Mm-hmm. Mox always does, like, he always grabs his neck, which uh, I like. It's a nice touch. Yep. Uh, Cassidy uh, boots Mox in the chest a bunch of times. He goes to a tilt world GT. Mox catches him, and Blackpool hit uh, a heart attack. Uh, Shades of the Heart Foundation. Hook gets a hot tag, and he exchanges forearms with Yuta. He looks for the red rum on Yuta, but Mox comes in with a cutter. Uh, Cassidy comes in with an orange punch. Mox just eats it, like, just straight up takes it. And oh, yeah, you know, sold. Well, no sold it. the song, I guess. Like, he just kind of powers through. Yeah. Uh, then he boosts Cassie out of the ring. Hook locks him in the red rum, but Yuta makes a save. Death Rider on Hook, and Yuta pins Hook with the seatbelt, which, I don't know, caught me off guard because I think he's the only time he was pinned was Jack Perry, which is interesting. And it's still weird to see Hook selling a whole bunch, right? Yeah, which is a weird thing common. about this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mox cuts a quick promo after saying he's going to course correct a full gear and grind Cassie into dust. He says he will be international champion again, and there's nothing Cassie can do about it. Yeah, I thought there was a bit of a slow start to this. Uh, it was a lot of Blackpool dominating Hook, which, like we were just saying, was a, not strange, but just like it's not something we've seen a lot. So it's still kind of interesting. Um, no, we don't see that often. And then there's like a babyface flurry, and then Blackpool kind of dominate Orange Cassidy after that. So I thought it was a good tag team match. Blackpool looked pretty dominant through a lot of stretches of this. Maybe a little bit too one-sided to be really, really interesting, but I thought it was a good opening match. And then... One thing that did annoy me, I would have really preferred that Moxie and Cassidy not touch ahead of their match at Full Gear. I I don't think it helped me at all. I would have much preferred they had a segment or something or let Mox cut another promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Mox no-selling the orange punch. No, that punch. irked me a little bit, but like if they can kind of feed it into the story, then I can kind of allow that. Yeah. Like there's, they can work that. It's not... It just kind of irked me. It didn't outright bother me. And and Cassidy's reaction to it was to stand there and like stare at his fist and then get hit with a boot, right? So I I don't know. I like that there's something going in the match where like he's gonna need to pull out something, yeah. right? So, so I, like I thought that it was kind of that. Thought it was good. Could have been better. Didn't love Mox and Cassidy. I would have just waited. Yeah. To have them face fair. each other. Oh uh, yeah, solid opener. I don't think it was a banner one, but it was solid. Like I I think I agree with you. If it was more neck and neck it would have been more yeah interesting but i thought it was pretty solid it it was weird that hook was on the defense more than usual than like especially when cassie's in the match not only was hook the face in peril but like the other guy's cassidy who I, would be a great face in peril you know what i mean so that makes it weird not necessarily bad it's just it's strange right and um, i know we're gonna preview it later do you think this makes it more likely cassidy retains it's something else from overcome because they lost it's here more right? of an underdog story right? yeah so i think perhaps me too um the finish is well done um surprise hook took the fall here like i guess we always say with the undefeated streak like once someone's done it then it's the f- easier to do yes, it again the floodgates but are it's open still weird because he hasn't lost since that jack perry match and that was a, yeah. a while ago that was blood and guts which was i still strange. hear people saying jungle boy is the devil he's that's stupid that's I, stupid i don't get it either that's dumb um, um we can talk about that later I don't yeah know probably i think I don't know. It'll come up. It right? may so come up again. Yeah. It, but that's just stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. Like, at least he has history. Or we'll that's... discuss it now. 
Oh yeah, but the, I'm just, just this part. Is, it's better than saying it's some debutante because it has to be someone related to MJF, right? So at least Jack Perry kind of. But like that's dumb. And they're like, well, MJF told him he needs to embrace being whatever. But he's already done that. But uh, maybe he's not. Jack, and he's no. already done that. I don't though. know. If if was Jungle Boy doing it, maybe. But like he's already Jack Perry. Yeah. He's already. I'm still hearing done it. it. I also think. heard some uh, Britt Baker possibly. That's dumb. Trying to drive that's a wedge stupid. between she Adam and MJF because MJF and Cole are too close. Eh? No. Don't hate no, it. No. No. I don't hate that one. No, I don't. It's clearly not a woman in there either. I don't know. I don't know. I'll discuss it later. I I have my thoughts. Okay. Um, Mox only had a few words, but um, any more he wants add to the build is welcome. He can he could have sold the feud just on that. Yep. If he really wanted to. Uh, next we get Hangman's first face to face. They're doing the whole you know you can't touch or something happens and blah blah and something like that. Yeah, which I thought Hangman had a smart way out of that. Kind of. <laughs> I really I enjoyed. enjoyed that, yeah. Um. Hangman calls for a fraud, a phony. Uh, that's a great a dumbass. That's dumber today than two years ago when he got fired. Which that was. Yeah, that was good. Even hot. He did. Um, he told Swerve he doesn't have it in him. He trashed him for his fiance leaving him, which I didn't know. So that was pretty. Is that, that a, pretty nasty? Is that a real detail? I feel like it is. Could be. That reminded me of that one awesome promo from the Rollins and Riddle feud where Rollins said a similar thing to yeah, Riddle. It and he felt like, real. It felt real. And the, the Rollins and Riddle did that, and that was great. So this was awesome, too. And at that point, whether it is or isn't, doesn't matter. If it felt real. It felt real. real right? Either yeah. way, it doesn't matter. And he said his kids won't talk to him. Uh, that was a sweet one. Um, Paige said Nana's just using Swerve. And he sells his t-shirts while buying weed from a high school kid in the parking lot. <laughs> and he said he'll beat Nana's ass, too, and steal his weed. Which was kind of, Nana's reaction to that was awesome. Foreshadow just, a little too. He's so irritated about that. That's true. Uh, Paige says Swerve isn't a man at all. He's a child. He told him that he should have never come into his house. And he said they don't need lawyers or cops because at full gear, Hangman is his judge, jury, and executioner. Shades of the Jay Uso promo on Roman Reigns. Um, he said he'll make Swerve spend time at Swerve's house at the bottom of hell. He said he's not allowed to fight Swerve. This is nothing but Nana. So then he just goes up and starts beating up Nana, which is really funny. Yes. Security broke it up, and we end with a buckshot area on a security guy. Yeah, it's um, you actually get like a smart babyface move, right? Which I like because they're that so stupid awesome, yeah. so often that him going, but it doesn't say anything. And about I like Nana. how he was taunting Swerve, but I he was savage in this, Hangman and I thought he was really good. I absolutely love this. Um, the routine he, routine he has of like doing the vulnerable, um, unsure of himself, self-conscious kind of cowboy thing. And then when he gets then he gets confident and passionate when he's back in the corner, it works so well. They yep. do it most of the time in these bigger feuds, but like it works every time because when he, he does his character work so well, but then I feel like his promo work kind of gets swept under the rug because of how his character operates, yeah. right? But then he comes out with something like this, and it's just, it's fantastic. He was going for the throat here. I love when he's fired up. Like he's he really deserves more credit for some of his promos because this. Was I thought fantastic. this was really good. Um, he had some sick jabs to swerve here. He, like you said, he was savage. Um, I like that the home invasion let him loose because he's like last week he went after Swerve mm-hmm. just relentlessly. This week he just he couldn't do it physically. Went after him verbally. Um, I love that he was just he we loop pulled it with uh decking Nana and I like that he was taunting Swerve as he was doing that. Um. I could be annoyed that Swerve said and did nothing here, but um, it's believable that Hangman's so angry and yeah. just like set on revenge that he's just he's not letting Swerve get any word back. He's just gonna go after him the whole time. I like he was fantastic front and center here. It felt really personal, and uh, when Hangman finds his voice, he really delivers. Yeah, and it, I think Swerve's facial expressions are so strong that that's he good did, enough. Yeah, he was good. And enough. who knows? Like it could be looped back around where Swerve didn't 
say anything on purpose because he knows that he's getting he's Paige letting out Paige of fly control. Of right, that right. Work, so uh, I thought I liked that choice, even though I love listening to Swerve talk. Like I thought the choice to this have him nice not was fine. Face, at least, yeah. yeah, I thought it, uh, Hangman sounded really good here. Yeah, I thought he was phenomenal. This was uh, really good work from him. I mean, could go on one of my favorite segments. I don't know. Depends on how many other ones. It was good. Have, I, I enjoyed so, it too. Really good stuff from Hangman. Uh, next we get Roddy and the Kingdom, which was obviously better. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we get a call to Cole on the screen. Uh, Roddy is sure that the devil is Max. Um, Cole says he has a lot going on. Max is not the devil and says maybe Roddy is the devil with all the accusations he's throwing out. Roddy gets fired up and says it's MJF. Cole hangs up. Um, this is solid. Keeping the devil shroud in mystery. Um, maybe Cole knows it's not MJF because it's him. Uh, Ooh. And, and I said, uh, we need whatever app Taven and MJF have to project their screen on the TV because it seems way smoother than AirPlay. Way smoother. It's flawless and seamless. Yeah. So yeah, just a short, simple segment to nudge the who's the devil story along. Nothing offensive, I def- nothing special. I definitely special. don't think it's Roddy, but he could be in the mix. Yeah, he could be. I don't know where. I They're getting a lot of mileage out of something, it. something, I'm just like looking down. I think, okay, we could probably talk about it at the end after MJF, maybe. Sure. I don't know. It'll work in somewhere because no it's, it's all over the place. Uh, next, we get uh, Sky Blue versus Brown Velvet and what I subtitled Color Clash. Yeah, it, um, absolutely. Winner gets in Battle this. of the Primary Colors. Yep. Is that correct? The primary? Uh, winner gets in the TBS title match at Full Gear, which already has Julia Hart in it. So, yay. This match was something. Oh, it made my list and not the one you want to get on. <laughs> um, there was basin single like draw kick for two from Velvet, a decent apron DDT from Sky Blue. There um, was a couple cool things, I will say that. Like one. I two. I like the Skyfall too. I thought it Skyfall was good. Skyfall is alright. Yeah, I've seen it done better. Uh, Velvet counters a powerbomb into a not at all impactful looking Hurricane Rana, then a sequence of back and forth pinfalls followed by a double roundhouse spot that doesn't get any of it. So we actually watched it and went, I think they both missed, and then we watched it twice more so we could focus on each so person. So it's like it, they both missed. The way it looked like was like Velvet missed, but then when she was selling her kick, when she was selling Sky Blue's kick, she when she came down, that's when her foot touched Sky Blue, and then so it's weird. Velvet did better because the way Sky Blue's leg went up, it looked like she her leg just like flew up when yeah. she was falling down. So it was honestly like it was horrible. It's kind of like they both miss, but they both sell it still. So it's oh, not. It not, just compounds it, was it. Horrible. Um, there's Skyfall for a near fall, and the worst Code Blue I've ever seen in my entire life gets the win for Sky Blue. Like it was horrible. It wasn't good. It was abysmal. Um. All I have to say is it was a horrible botch-filled mess where I didn't care one bit about who won, even with the title shot at stake. And there's not much more to say about that. This was abysmal. I'll be a little kinder, as is yours. usually the case here. Yeah. Both of these women, I think, are fine. And with the right opponent, they can have a pretty decent match. But this was not the case. They are not right? each other's final There's opponent. no ring general between the two. So together, I don't think there was... No, this was a horrible mix on paper and in execution. There were multiple sloppy parts. Almost like they're trying to do too much too fast and things end up looking but awkward always looks kind of slow to me when she's doing some things like sometimes she'll connect with the odd thing where we're like oh that's nice but yeah. then she does things like really slow and it's just like which i think is the case with some of the women on the roster but, yes I, um, I thought a few things looked cool uh, a lot of things didn't and this got 10 minutes and i don't think <laughs> it needed it we've complained about some women's oh. matches being too short this, this was is, not one no. i implore people to find the finish of this match because that code blue looked terrible like it was like a rolling stop quite literally no one gained a lot from this other than i guess a title shot (laughs) yeah that i mean like yeah (laughs) 
No, and out in out of kayfabe, no one gains anything yeah, from this. Yeah, that's no, what I thought. That's horrible. Uh, quick mirror promo after, and which is a collision thing, so it's a little uh, disconnected for me. Uh, he was talking about C.J. Perry, which is not interesting to me at all. Uh, he says she brings out the worst in both of them. He issued Dwayne and Daniel Garcia because they have a match on Collision. Um, I don't care a ton about this because I hate Lana. Um, but I really like the line that where he was like talking. About, she's like she brings out the worst in herself and in in, in him too because I yeah. thought that made him sound cool, right? Because like yeah. he's like whether it's like I think is he like I don't know what the angle is because he keeps thinking of people that she wants to work with. So I don't know right. if he's like jealous or if he's it's like he like, he's not going to work with her, but nobody else can either. Right, like it's but he it's his hot wife, so he no one else can work with her. I guess I think that's maybe I the like angle. the complex dynamic so, of it's not like he has problems with his wife. He just has problems with her as a man managing him. It's not he's like it's as not a manager, a, right? Like, like mixing personal and work doesn't right, yeah, work, yeah. So which is I sophisticated. Like, a I like bit. part of this. I think Miro's cool and all, but ever since the Redeemer fizzled out, I've been kind of over him. So. So I'm kind of like they, it's gonna it's like Hobbs but on a lower level like they're gonna need to really do something to get me invested in Miro again because mm -hmm. it's been a while since I've actually been interested interested in him because he had that weird feud with House of Black right and there's a Hobbs feud that I didn't care about like they need something where I'm gonna care yes I'm still more into him than you are but you're Which not is, I you're think not you always has I have and you, but you're not wrong and when you right. said it's a little disconnected because we don't watch Collision or rarely if there's something big we'll pick it up or I'll watch a little bit but. Yeah, it's kind of coming out of nowhere, and you're kind of, and maybe I'm not even piecing the story together correctly because I'm trying right, to based on know. what I know. But I still like his promo style. I find it different from pretty much everybody. I like they did kind of move away from the Redeemer thing mm -hmm. though, because I think that like it was a success, and then it kind of failed yeah. out. So I like that he's kind of moving away from it, but he's still, you can tell he's kind of similar to it. Though. Yeah, and that he just doesn't want to work with his wife because that brings out the worst Who in does? both of them. Right? Oh wait, imagine this guy. Oh wait. Uh, next we get RJ City bringing Myra and May to Tony Storm's locker room. Uh, we got black and white when Luther answers the door. I think that's in. kind of funny. I do like that touch, yes. But what I didn't like was they had the, the old time of distortion on the voices. That kind of made it hard to understand. I didn't like that. I, I get they're committed to the I bit. get why they did yeah. it. And I think that it's like a fine creative choice. But just like in execution, I sure. thought it made it harder for me that's to fair. take notes. Yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, I didn't like it. Yep. Um, Mariah introduced herself in Fangirls a lot. Uh, Storm says she's not doing autographs right now, which is kind of funny. Mariah fangirls more. Uh, Storm says she didn't catch a word of it, much like me, because again, sounded weird. Yeah. Uh, Mariah leaves, and Storm tells Luther to contact Tony Khan, book her a tune-up match for Friday. Um, this is decent, not a lot to it. I thought uh, I thought Mariah had a solid performance in her role, but I just it's just kind of a start, so I don't I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. This was just it was okay. I didn't love it. I I kind of like it i think where they're maybe going and you know i want the mickey james uh trish stratus sort of Who feel wouldn't? and they could go with like to stick with this whole drama thing she's probably going to be like the understudy and maybe that leads to some sort of issues down Perhaps. the road i don't know but i don't know i'm still find these very interesting right like they grab my attention Somewhat, i'm yeah. not paying attention to anything else when this is on so and again, at least they're trying to do something with women and a new woman as well. So I'm for it so far. Like, we'll see where it goes. I yeah. think Storm's getting more comfortable in this role every week. And Mariah May, for what I've seen of, of her, I haven't seen her in ring, obviously. But um, no, she, she, has she a sounds solid. solid. Thought, yeah. yeah. Like she's doing the role well. It's just not, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm still not out on it, but like out on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You're undecided. Yeah. It's, it's hard to decide. I kind of enjoy it. So um, next we get Samoa Joe jobber match. Jobber tries kicking him in the leg, but Joe 
blocks him. Uh, big boot uh, from Joe. Flurry jabs in the corner. Running back couple followed by Enziguri. Uh, the guy went for a dive off the top. Joe walks out of the way as usual. It yep. was funny because like midair, the guy noticed and he was like, kind of like, what the yeah, hell? What do you do? And then he face planted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big Larry and a Kina clutch for the win. Joe speaks. He says he comes from California, where they are. He still extends his offer to M. Jeff. He says whether he accepts the offer or not, he will find out. He's inevitable. Oh, he's stealing catchphrases inevitable. now. Um, simple squash short promo keeps him looking killer solid stuff yeah Joe played all the hits right one quickly I like the immediate tap by the jobber like immediate tap yep. and it's the idea Joe's hungry people get hurt right and so it's a good time to take him up on his services because he's more violent and aggressive than does. ever so and yeah solid Joe promo after as always uh, then we get a recap of the Continental Classic announcement. I wrote this before I thought Osprey could be in it um, I'm saying you put Takeshita in it you could give him yeah Give it, give him the win, push him hard. Like that would be, that'd be hypothetically if you put Takeshi and then he like either not goes undefeated, but like has a good run and maybe even wins the damn thing. Has to face Danielson and beat him. Yeah. Dan- Takeshi Danielson in the finals, like, be awesome. which they did. They had that match earlier this year, but now Takeshi run is, it back. Yeah. Run it back. Um, I would love to see Takeshi do at least be in it. If not win the whole thing. Cause I think that would be really awesome. If you're, they're serious about pushing him, yep. which I think they are feels like it so far um they should do that or um uh, put osprey osprey or Takeshita would be um osprey preferable. i would argue doesn't even need it though no but that would get him on a bunch of matches on tv and he could fight Danielson in the finals and if you're saying you don't want osprey Danielson, i do you're, of course i do you're insane um next we get the young bucks versus penta el zero miedo and commander uh penta's back in the red and that hits hard that's one of the best looks of the year yeah it's awesome it's pretty crazy my note just before this was the first hour has gone by pretty quickly and to be honest i'm finding the absence of mjf refreshing his constant presence has been fatiguing for me right yeah not because we don't like him because he's doing great work but like just the constant stuff on tv it's gonna happen if you use anyone right no matter who it is so well it's just yeah i'll comment on that later i think yeah i think no matter who it is i think the amount of stuff he's been in is going to be fatiguing so i think like for him and for us, we needed breaks. So I think, yeah, it's good. Because I, I love MJF. It was basically he wasn't involved in the first hour at all. Right, that was, yeah. That was refreshing. And I, I love him, but I agree. I don't, I didn't need like five segments in a show, right? Correct, so exactly. That was good, yes. Uh, Bucks on their way to a heel turn in their, in their homeland. That's kind of odd timing. Mm-hmm. But I kind of paid off because they even got booed in their hometown. So They did. Uh, towards the end, obviously. Um, there's a series of missed moves and Tension not boshed on like the women. Yeah, it was just like they, they're evenly matched yeah. sort of idea. Uh, then they all connect with kicks. They connect with kicks. They did. Emphasis on that. They did. Um, then everyone's down. Everyone kips up. Super kicks uh, from the Bucks. Uh, step up into an avalanche. Herc Rana to Nick from Commander. Um, he does the tightrope walk along the top rope to Herc and Rana. Nick off the apron onto Matt. Uh, Penta hits the pile driver or package pile driver to Nick on the apron. Absolutely stuck him. Looked good. Uh, Commander walks the ropes and steps off of Matt, who ha- Penta had in a fireman's carry to hit a destroyer on Nick. Then Penta hits that spinning DVD move for two. Yeah. I knew he was going to do, but it yeah. looked so sick. And that's because I just had cool destroyer spot, and then that's what it was. That's now what I remember. Was. Uh, Matt distracts the ref because uh, he is selling his knee for some reason. Then Nick just counters springboard dive from Commander by kicking him in the balls. Then he kicks uh, Penta in the balls, too. I thought it was a nice, just like swing kick into the nuts that he did. It was a pretty it stiff looked, kick. Looked pretty effective. 
Uh, Nick gets a Judas effect, which is better than Jericho. It like, was. He did it really good. I was just like, holy crap. We need to start a list of people. Andrade, Andrade Dar. Andrade, Noam Dar, Nick Jackson. Not necessarily in that order, because uh, probably Dar is first. Dar. I yeah, think no, Takeshita, if he did one. one, probably. I feel like he has. He might have. Know. We'll just say elbows in general. I don't even know. I, we'll, we'll go back elbows with Dar, Andrade, Nick Jackson at the very least. That's like two of them are in AEW, and one of them is Noam Dar. And sometimes so. Jericho's look good. Sometimes. But he's not as like, consistent as Dar. And I, I don't even think a good Jewish effect holds a candle to Noam Dar. Noam nope. Dar's elbow is nasty. Like, they should ban that. And add it to the one that the one that was slightly after the bell in the... Oh, that was Butch? just perfect. Yeah, well, yeah. And Butch sells it, or Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, what am I saying? Pete Dunn is so good at selling, too. Like, the whiplash it looks like yeah. he gets on that. It's like, nothing but that. Noam Dar's back elbow is, the best. dare I say, perfect. Yep. Uh, but Nick hit a Jewish effect, and then we got a BTE trigger on Commander. For the win from the Bucks. Yeah, random match, but a lot of fun in the crowd. Was, the one guy on Instagram saw, he said, Bucks versus Luchadors is always good. Yeah, the crowd really got into this one. Penta and Commander look strong in defeat since the Bucks needed to cheat. And I'm happy they did because this is their natural state of being unlikable. I think they're unlikable people in general, probably. I like them when they're unlikable, though. So do I. I this like, is the best version I, of them. For TV purposes. It's well documented. Well, yeah, because real life is whatever. Yeah. Right? I mean, hey, even if they're unlikable, I guarantee they're better than punk. So For sure. There's that. But, like, I, it's documented on the pod. I absolutely love Heel Nick Jackson when he's just, like, yeah. douchebagging Douchebag it up. He is, Bucks is fantastic. the best. Oh, yeah, because they did, like, they did the stupidest thing with their hairs. And usually I and hate that, but, like. Their facial they, hair, too. They were so, like, remember when they, like. Not only the handlebar muscles in the beer, but then they did they made it pink yeah. that one time. That was like it's ridiculous. But I I agree. This is their natural state, and it's always fantastic. And it also clarifies the Bucks Omega situation ahead of the match a little bit. Instead of being like, "Who am I rooting for? Who's the baby?" Face I'm rooting here? for the Bucks to be clear. Fair. But like, but like, who am I supposed yeah, yeah, to? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. It's a little clarity there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a fun TV match for sure. Bucks always deliver in the ring, and they always have good chemistry with the Lucha Bros or any similar combination. And Commander was a perfectly solid substitute for Phoenix. Uh, I still think he still produced a good match. Obviously, Lucha Bros Bucks is peak. Yep. But this is still good. Penta had that driver on the apron, which is particularly a uh, notable one. Uh, I thought in general though this had a nice pace to it. Um, smooth action that held my interest. Yep. Uh, I like the bit of heel work in the end uh, with the Lobos just to cement that this is the different young Bucks. Like right. this is them kind of reverting back. Um, I hope eventually Omega reverts back. I mean, heel elite, it's it's tricky because it's hard not to do them on top because they're just they're big yeah. stars like that. I'm not even saying just because they're a company, but like heel elite is a top act, mm -hmm. so it's tricky. To, and I'm not saying I mean, the Buck can easily do it on their own, but um, I would like Kenny to join the back because Kenny's also fantastic when he's just he healing it up because like he looks ridiculous sometimes as well. But Callus, they need to. That's, That's the, true. The they can't do it without Callus, so it, maybe not. But um. Yeah, so they, the most part of this match, they were seeing the baby face as usual. So I like that bit at the end. And they even got booed in Cali, mm -hmm. which is, that's that's good. That's the heel heat you need. Um, then after we go a backstage interview with them, Matt says they no longer give a damn. Uh, Omega comes in questioning them. Matt says the best version of them. Agreed? I agree. Um, Kenny got his success in a similar way, which is also a good point. Um, Matt says their problem is with Chris, not Kenny. And Kenny says to keep it clean for the pay-per-view. Um Jericho came in saying something I don't remember. Uh, Nick took a cheap shot at him, or Nick or Matt, uh, and they all have to be separated. Um, this was nice. I like when Bucks were more interesting. Omega had his big run as a heel, so they do have a point. So I get that Kenny's kind of stuck in the middle, right, with the Bucks hating Jericho, but I feel like I don't quite know why the Bucks hate Jericho so much. 
And that's the thing that like, they have like a decent story, a makings of one, but I don't quite know the details. Why do they hate Jericho so much? They didn't have like a big feud with Jazz or anything. I don't know. And that's why it's just like they are clearly like that's the issue here is I guess the elite did fight the inner circle in early AEW, but like, other than just like Omega's been choosing other people other than them. Maybe it's just everything Jericho's been doing. I, I mean if well, I, sure. I would just I mean I would probably automatically hate Jericho, but that could be a reason. I just wish it were more clear. Yeah. I guess is all. Uh next we have guns against jobbers. Um I just in their entrance, I just love Juice. He's just I say it every week, but he's just, he's so funny. It's, I just, I love Juice so much. If I could give Juice an award, I would give Juice. Maybe I'll do, I do have my honorary bits for the year end. So maybe I'll, I'll throw Juice a bone because he's, he's just a funny guy. He is funny. Uh, brief brawling in a 310 to you must seal a quick win. Um, and also we hear their theme three times. Right. At least the intro with the bullet club, the, the knife slash, and then the, the theme opening because they do it entrance post-match and a promo then again it's which i don't care i like their theme a lot actually mm-hmm. uh, i didn't used to but i do um but it, sh- it was just funny um colton says uh this was a two-on-two so imagine what it'd be like two-on-one it's not nope um he says all of his friends are gone and soon as tag titles will be two austin sends off with a guns out yeah the guns are i said the guns are getting the word low treatment as a tag team kind of right they just are squashing people the last little bit here it was except i like the guns it was fine weird. that's weird and then i didn't know typing that note would summon Wardlow because that's what's next <laughs> it's my bad it's all your fault uh, another squash brief bit afterwards we're preferring an actual match though or something uh, or some more post-match but this yep. is fine um the guns are a lot better than they used to be. So yeah, if, if this saying, was showing their dominant, if this was guns of last year, I would probably take an issue with this. But I like Bullet Club Gold, so I'll allow it. Uh, what I don't like is Wardlow. Uh, he was training or doing something or whatever. Uh, he said, "I'm just times running out." He saw fear in his eyes. He beat some guys in a ring. He says he's gonna make the devil's bitch. Blah blah blah. Uh, cut the devil mask at the end. Um, I don't want any of this. I do not want Wardlow near the title or MJF. I don't care. Tell him to go away. Devil Mask Tease was the only thing I cared about, um, and even though it wasn't really anything new. Yeah, it's not that he's doing a bad job or anything. It's nope. still just, the, I just like, like him. I just, I'm not really interested in this. We've gone down this road already. Um, so, yeah, he did fine, but I just don't care. I could not be bothered. I just, I don't like him. <laughs> uh, next, we get the Don Cows family versus what I guess I'll say the Golden Jets. Uh, Kota Ibushi and Paul White in a quote like a dragon guide in street fight. That's that, a little bit much. Uh, that's one, two, eight syllables, I think. Too many. That's more Few syllables too many. than I need. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I I said this during the entrance and it was funny. So we wrote it down. Um, Paul White returned the other week in his ring gear to not wrestle and then appears to wrestle <laughs> not in not his ring gear. Right. Because <laughs> him and Jericho are suited. Singlet last week. <laughs> No physical contact with anything. Oh, I no. Remember he he had physical contact oh, he with punched, Fletcher, yeah. much to our dismay. Punched our boy. But like, <laughs> and then full suit today to wrestle in just, a hardcore match. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Just yeah. like, and Jericho looked kind of dumb being suited the whole time. It's like it's a solid entrance bit or whatever because I get it's probably game related. But like Jericho looked kind of weird. Like because he legitimately looked like um, oh, it's the game saved, related. That, he okay. looked the saved boys from GCW. Like yeah. that's what Jericho oh, yeah. looked like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> brother Yates and brother yeah um something. Oh. Yates is the one. He's also the sound guy for that. Yates is the one with like he's got like kind of Briscoe teeth looking. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. Anyways, there's the brawl starts on the entrance stage. Uh, poor Fletcher gets chokes him out the stage by White because he just can't catch a break. Like, At least that was a big enough spot that he should be selling it, as yeah. opposed to some of the stuff he has to sell later on in this. Or last. Or week. other people. Yeah, last week as well. Yeah, because that's like, but Fletcher's honest. He's getting the JD McDonough treatment in the a little bit, day, which yeah. makes me sad because like I love them both so much. Yeah, I know. Especially J.D. McDonough. At least they're getting time on TV. Justice for J.D. McDonough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, J.D. McDonough's been doing more TV time than I thought he would. Yeah, me too. Um, Takesh does on the receiving end some tandem offense from the Golden Lovers, some classic stuff there. Uh, Cage stands around to take a moonsault from Ibushi, which was strange because remember he like walked around the ring and then Omega and him did the and Ibushi did the the tandem. Omega and Ibushi like stand in the ring for like two minutes. You're doing some weird thing and then the hand gesture thing and, and then no one they... explained it and i'm sitting there going what's going on and then people have to stand out on the floor and wait to get yeah, hit by moonsaults takeshita and cage looked really dumb here I thought. um takeshita sends omega into a food sign uh that was up against the ring post takeshita looked kind of cool he had these like pirate pants yeah he did um like those are his i uh, kind of it was definitely game related but i like, think so yeah i kind of liked it it was like okay. just for street figure just it kind of amusing he's like a asian paul Birchall It didn't look bad Oh my God! So, I, that reminds that reminds me. Um, on I've NWA post. I think it's like this one tag team they're looking for a new guy or whatever. And you know who's like so they're holding auditions and Corgan was on it for some reason. So it's great, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know who showed up in NWA? Birchall. Did he? Birchall. I didn't hate him actually. Well, yeah, it's funny because he's just Birchall. He's like, you know who I am and something like that. It's like yeah. he was barely a mid card WWE guy. He's half pirate, half incest yeah they they leaned into that a little bit yeah i don't know anyway anywho back to this um abushi rides a bike down the ramp and rides around lightly tapping butcher and to catch it with a pipe which i didn't like however i did get a chuckle at a cage just clotheslining him off the bike and then because that landed on his neck that's what i'm saying that that was worth it to me i have the clothesline to abushi on the bike almost made the other bike stuff worth it no, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This and the other bike stuff after makes it worth it. I I agree. I didn't like that because yeah. Fletcher looked, but I'll allow it just because of other stuff. Um, Hobbs becomes my favorite wrestler by body slamming uh Paul White on a car hood in the parking lot. That looked good. Up. That was awesome because a did Paul not White expect that took that whole bump. Right. He he was out of the rest of the match. Correct. So for that, we must be thankful to Hobbs. He Big Show did next to nothing. So which makes me happy. Yep. Um, Takesha takes everyone out with the bike as a weapon, and then he hits Ibushi with the Brain Buster on the bike. The Brain that Buster, was gnarly. It looked like it would hurt Takeshita just about as much, but it looked yep, awesome. That was awesome. That made the bike stuff worth it, for sure. Um, Takeshita and Jericho are brawling backstage after a commercial break. And this, I will point out here, production really struggled going back and forth between the locations. Like bit, Some yeah. of the cuts to backstage were so fast, you couldn't even... They didn't sort of pace out, okay, now let's have something big in the ring. Let's have something big. Yeah, they could have paced it a little better, right? There but, was confusion there. Yeah. Um, Fletcher and Cage, uh, Suplex Omega on a pallet, which looked pretty awesome. Yep. Just because like, the pallet just, is just hard. Uh, and I think, it was, I think it was a plastic one. But Fletcher covered him for two. Fletcher gets bottled by Omega. Uh, to jumped off a vending machine to get sprayed by a fire extinguisher. He looked kind of silly there. He I looked thought. dumb because a, I knew he was jumping into something, so it was like I was hoping it would at least be a wrestling move, and he looked a little dumb there. But at least that's like a typical thing. But yeah. he just jumped into like mist. Yes. So it was like it was kind of dumb. Then a Judas effect. Nick Jackson did it better. I will <laughs> right. say it again. Um, Cage is outside in superplex, but this time it was inside out because he superplexes Omega out of the ring through two tables. That was 
clean. Crazy. I, I assumed clean. like, okay, they're not going to go through with it. He's going to counter it into something. Nope. Nope. There they go. <laughs> he just full on did it. It, it was, was beautiful. Awesome. Looked great. Um, Fletcher had a bushy on the apron. He hit him with like a tombstone from the apron through like they had a sign on some seated chairs. That looked awesome too. That position he ended up in kind of looked awesome. The it way was it was kind awesome of dangling there. Yeah, that was the, but the break of the sign was super clean too. Yeah. Someone posted he was back on his feet like three minutes after. Two minutes and 39 seconds after yeah, taking that, a that tombstone. That lurked me a little, but the spot yeah, looked awesome. It did. Um, oh my God, Jericho taped Hobbs to the ropes. I think that's what they did to Omega, right? I think that's what it was. A lot. They taped him really, really well, too. Very well, yeah. I mean, I guess you'd have to. Yeah. Um, Omega hits Hobbs in the head with a sign, then a chair in the midsection, thankfully, and then he bottles him in the head. Uh, v triggered a cage, and then he Hobbs catches a stray as well. Um, then a one-wing angel to cage, which is pretty impressive, actually, uh, for the win. It was like it was. Funny. You knew Cage um, was taking this pin yeah. out of all the people. It in was here. what was the Cage was going for the draw? I was like, they were like, what are we? What is he thinking? And then we were just th saying, Drill Claw is all I'm ever thinking. Every time I always. see Brian Cage on TV, I'm just like, Drill Claw. Drill Claw. That's the first thing that comes to the mind. The fact that we didn't get one, is, not even one, is frustrating. Like honestly, that's that was annoying. This, I, I would Drill Claw Paul White actually. This was a, obviously a car crash, right? Oh, yeah. But uh, I think. Um, from what I was kind of expecting the sponsorship, I I I enjoyed this enough. I think I did too. There were there were some weak spots. Don't get me wrong, but there were also some crazy spots. Yeah. So it was a spectacle that like keeps your attention. I ended up mm -hmm. enjoying it overall. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for Hobbs. He gets a viral spot, and then the only way they stop him is by literally duct taping him to the rope. Yeah, so that that's, makes Hobbs comes out of this looking. I really thought good. he looked good, and I I really uh, am happy. His association with Callis has been great for him. I think right? it's paid off for him and Takesha for sure. Guevara, he got injured, so, so it's, it's hard to of, say. And Fletcher is brand new. But no, I would overall say I enjoyed this match. It was crazy. There was some stuff I did like the the lead pipe shots on the bike were like wrestle no, crap. I think, I think the bike stuff ended up working out. But though. there was enough in this that I would overall yeah. say yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It started out kind of slow and brawly, which I didn't love, but I thought it got more enjoyable towards the middle. And, like, they, I agree, there were some spots I didn't like. Uh, not everything was great. Some things were questionable, but I think the positives outweighed the negatives. Yes, I, I, I really liked some of the spots. Like the table spot, the sign spot, um, the car spot were all really, really killer. Um, I thought those looked really nice. Oh, and the bike spot, obviously, with the, the brain buster. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a, by far a more enjoyable sponsorship than their Leatherface one. Because that one was I horrible. That made, I think that made the worst matches of the year. I think it had to. Yeah, I, it did. Um, this this was far more enjoyable. Um, I'm also glad they effectively wrote off Paul White for most of the match. I think that helped because having him lumbering around the whole time was, would not help things. No, not at all. So I think and just people was, having to sell his stuff just yeah. doesn't help anybody. Like Fletcher... Because why off. are you why are you elevating Paul White at this point? Yeah, he's he, tall enough, and he's not capable of making other people look good. So don't use other him. than Hobbs. I guess it's that like, easy, there's, right? There's that for one thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm shocked he took that spot, but that's a lot for him. But I'll take it. I'm not yep. complaining. Of course, he had to make Fletcher look stupid on his way though. But that whatever. That was one thing. Uh, finish was solid as well. Of course, it was Cage, but that's all right. Um, I enjoyed this though. Um, it wasn't amazing, but I I think it was like good enough, and I think it had its moments. So I, I liked it. Yep. Uh, car crash in a fun way. Mm hmm. It was. That's it. Uh, then we finish off by hearing from MJF. So keeping him in one segment this week, I think I liked really it because again, it felt meaningful. I like him, but like yes, keeping him contained to one thing is like is good because right. he does have a lot of things going on. So I think multiple things in a week is okay. But they did overdo it a, a couple weeks, so I think doing this. Just the one is fine. Because I think it's, like, you can have someone in multiple things sometimes, but I think it's because they did it, like, 
multiple back-to-back weeks. So yeah. that's the kicker. Because I feel like if it's one show and he's scattered throughout, then that's not a big deal. Like, especially with the partner storyline the one week. Right. That makes sense. But, yeah. So, anyways, this was good just to keep him contained for this week. Uh, he says, sometimes he feels cursed, and he apologized to the acclaimed that he got they got hurt by being in his crossfire, and he hopes they feel better. He said, all he ever wanted to be was a world champion, and he's proud to say he made it to the mountaintop. He said... He sees men climbing the mountain trying to shove him off, which is kind of how this works. Um, he admitted he's afraid he could lose everything he's worked for. He's afraid that he would let the fans down. He said he's done having his past affect his future and present. He said he may be afraid, but they better send a whole army to get his ass to come down, which could consist of bullet club gold and masked people. Um, he said Jay White's been walking around with a title that he hasn't earned, and he has a chance to prove it at full gear. He says he didn't think White could do it because he doesn't think anyone can do it. He said He said he's better than you, and you know it. He had a message for the man that stole his devil mask. He, when he finds out who it is, there will be hell to pay. And Jay White comes out uh, with the title again. He said, MJF is the villain, and he always will be. He said, no. He, he's told us he's the devil, and nobody's on his level. He said, he's not their hero. He's their scumbag. He said that they will drop him. Um, he said, the fans mean nothing to Max, and he's speaking the truth. White told MJF his days as official champion are numbered, and he is better than MJF. And he had two words for him, which is get him. And then Bull Club Gold jump him from behind. MJF was almost fighting them off, but then he gets caught with a left hand to God and a 310 to Yuma. Then a Blade Runner as JY enters the ring, and he pins him as Juice counts the pin. So now he's official champion. That's right. You, you he can't, won. You can't, you can't dispute it. Um, then we see Samojo watching on TV angry. I thought this was a good segment to end the show. I'm I'm going to say it. This might be controversial. I'm not fully on board with face MJF. There's just something missing for me. Like he's doing fine. And maybe it's just simply I know how I'm amazing he is as when... heel. And it's not, this is paling in comparison to heel MJF. I think I share your sentiment. I do, I do like it enough, like you're saying. But I enjoy more when the heel tendencies are still there. I think yes. when now he... that he's gone like. Now that he's leaning more towards the face side, it's less. Now that I'm not waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Right. right I'm we, less interested. I think without Cole here, and I think that's that the Cole injuries. Yes, I think it's no through no fault of his own. No, I think because he's he's still doing a great job, he whether is. we like it better or not. Because he's just he is fantastic. So I think even in this baby face role, he is doing a great job. But I agree with you. I think I like it. But I love it when he's got Cole with him because, like you said, there's right. that other shoe waiting to drop. There's this looming real MJF, right? Like yes. I feel like there's always that, but it's less present. It's not shown as much when Cole's not and there. And now right? he's just pure babyface. Right. I think sometimes we get the heel glimpses that we like, and yeah. that's when I like it more. Me too. But I, we're not getting enough of that without Cole here because they've really been nipped in the foot with Cole out of here. Yeah. Or and- nipped, nipped in the ankle. And then White, on the other hand, I think is killing it I at his heel Jay role. White. I love him. And I'm at this point consistently finding him more interesting than MJF in this story. I'd be fine if he won. I know he's not winning. I know he's not, but I'm, but I'm I'd really be fine hoping with for it. it. I'm really hoping for so it. So I, I think Jay White is killing it in this role. Um, absolutely. And MJF's a fine baby face, but not what I want for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a pretty good segment. Didn't feel like it needed to close the show. I feel like it could have been placed anywhere, but it's a re- it's a nice go-home bit, so I think it's good. I like they saved MJF for here. We just need a break from the constant stuff, and I'm glad we got a breather this week so we could breathe the Switchblade. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I like what MJF said, though. It was mostly general, but I liked it. I thought it was good. I f- further the angle with the devil, which is a great thing they have going, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, I guess. Uh, White once again killed it. I absolutely love him on the pro- on the mic. Um, he's It was just flowing really nice. What he says, he's just... 
he feels like he knows what he's gonna say yes. every time he just he's got his rhythm and he's just he's really great with and it. he wasn't always this way either no but early jay white was like kind of but he's really found his groove yeah yes. he's super convincing as a top guy i know he's gonna get his time at some point it's just a matter of when if it's not this time he's going to get that title at some point because i think it'd be i an, think so too. i think it'd be a miss especially when he's got bull cup gold i think jay white as a mega heel champion with bull cup gold around that's that's a money act right and there. And his first few appearances in AEW, I was like, they're right, not they presenting them the way like, I want them to. I think Bullet Club Gold was it up. the real, like, or once they got like Bullet Club Gold like full, you know, because yeah. I mean? so him and Juice were good together. But no, they needed a. The guns really add to it's their. Crazy. Act, right? I just, as we're talking about them, I just added them to like, I just have a random list going to, and it just says guns most improved question mark because that's a strong nominee. Oh yeah. Like front runner possibly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I I just didn't even because I think they've one. improved yes. in the ring and Actually, character. I'll, I'll put wise. that on our thing right now because I was looking for I. I think they've improved in all facets, pretty much. Yeah, because I think they're better in the ring, but I think especially outside of the ring. And we actually like them now. <laughs> we actually like them, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed it, this one bit of the promo where he said, when he, you know, he's in the two or three, when he said, get him instead of guns mm-hmm. out, because I was expecting that just, just to be the end, and he's so guns up, he's going to sign off. So I, that actually kind of caught me off guard, so yep. I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought it was a nice touch to have just Joe watching the whole thing angrily, because, like, that's what he did. could be accepting the offer, but he hasn't yet. So and he's so he's not helping him unless right. it's so I like benefits that. I really him. I like that, yeah. yeah. I was half expecting Joe to come out. So before we go with the show, um, on the devil thing, I've been watching videos and whatever. So I'm definitely of the opinion. I think it's definitely Adam Cole. Uh, that is my leading I think candidate. That's the leading if candidate. I were to handicap the odds as they do in betting circles, I yeah. would say he's the favorite. I think like there's an interesting detail I saw pointed out in the video I was watching. I think it was Tranquilo Club. Um the last time we saw Cole on screen was the only time we've ever seen the devil on screen, like with in person. Right. Right. Like that was when JY got attacked. That was the only time the devil was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he wasn't limping, but like there's workarounds there. Sure. And now right? it's just, and his now face. we always only see him on video. Just like we see Cole. Cole has easy access to the devil mask. Like he's, he was always with them, Jeff. He and the technology to it. smoothly cut in and out onto any TV he wants. He's got that too, right? He can easily. <laughs> He's got the technology. He, he can patch himself on a TV. He can patch the devil on a That's TV. Right. Easy. Um, I think he could be affiliated with Roddy and the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he's not annoyed with Roddy. He's getting maybe he got away from Roddy and he's acting this way because th- then you wouldn't expect, right? Because on the surface he's pissed at Roddy, right? Because mm-hmm. he's friends with MJF. And then you bring back Kyle O'Reilly. I'm saying I miss Kyle O'Reilly. I think he is if ready. He's cleared to go. I'm pretty sure he this is. This is where you bring him back. Yeah. So I really hope he comes back. And then Cole's got all the motivation in the world. He, we know how bad he wanted the world title at All In. Um, he's like maybe MJF and Joe lose their titles or like there's plenty of reason Cole could do it. It's if it's not Cole, I think it's a miss. You know I, what I mean? I'm okay with it being Britt Baker and Adam Cole's other friends trying to bring him back away from MJF. I don't well, because then, but then MJF can't Part, fight the devil. Partly selfishly because I want Britt Baker back with her heel edge. But that's a it wouldn't keep her in the women's division. B then MJF can't fight the devil. C it clearly wasn't a woman. And I've heard <laughs> that like the people that they had in that segment are like the people that they decided on. I've heard it's for like somebody was like, oh, judging by the bodies, it's for sure Taven. Kingdom, right? and yeah. Bennett. So that's what I've heard is that. Whoever was in, I think, the original segment, or I guess in the other ones too, are yeah. like, 
it's not just buys it's the people they've decided right like so. retribution changed it's not they're not doing that <laughs> they have like 20 people and then it's just like the right. five and then suddenly wasn't mia yim a late addition too or something no it was that Mercedes martinez was in the original right and then, and she then laughed it, right because she's smart right uh anyways back to the full show now overall this week i um again this was an appropriate amount of mjf for me and it's not just him. No one person would get that much exposure that he's been getting lately. If I yeah. were running a company, it was a lot, so it's not right? a yeah. personal slight. It's just no. too much of anyone. Um, I like this show. It's I don't think there was any blowaway matches. The opener I could have liked better. I think my match of the night was the main event. I thought it was really fun. And then Penta Commander Young Bucks was a really, that was actually really good, good match as well. So two matches that I thought were worth watching. Um segment wise fine i liked a lot of the things on it nothing like completely blew me away i think it's a pretty good go home though like you have some things coming out of the show so i think it worked so i'm gonna give it a b i don't think it was an a level show for me um but a a good show i enjoyed i've preferred it to several in the last five or six so i thought a good go home show i'm looking forward to the pay-per-view i'll give it a b this week Mm -hmm. um yeah i agree i think it was a pretty solid show um so i'll go home because like we have the Hangman segment. Oh, that was probably my favorite thing on the show, actually. That was Hang- awesome. Hangman just absolutely killed it. This is why I love Hangman. I love me some Hangman. Um, that was awesome. That was a great go-home bit. Um, I thought the main event segment with MJF and Switchblade, also a great bit to send us to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucks um, match was good, and then also their little segment sends us to the pay-per-view. Um, same with the opener. Opener was solid. I agree. Could have been better, but good for go-home. Uh, women's match was a total waste of my time and I hated it. It was bad. Um, Tony Storm stuff was fine. Miro was fine. We had two squashes, which weren't really much, but it further things slightly. So those are okay. Um, and the main event was actually quite fun and uh, was better than I was, uh, than I thought it would be. So I actually really enjoyed that as well. Um, I would say a B show almost to B plus, but That's I don't exactly think, where I was. I don't think yep. quite good enough. So yeah, it was a pretty solid show and I am very looking forward to full gear, which we will get to in a matter of less hopefully less than an hour probably around there we'll preview it something like that yep all right so let's uh shift gears now away from reviewing things and uh challenge you with a little bit of trivia and what i like to call off the top of his head all right so we're gonna try it again we're gonna go for uh Audio to electric boogaloo. Uh, uh, some more audio and another copyright notification, not a violation, because they said there was nothing. Why? Is it like it's more fair use? Or... Yeah, ba- I'm, I think it's fair use. And apparently CFOS, who was most of the ones I did last time, don't care. It was just like, yes, we noticed this is someone else's stuff, but you're not in yeah, trouble. We're just letting stuff. you know. I like CFOS. Um, okay, so this is now We're strictly buddies. 1990s and 2000s. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to... Try and get it to work without commercials popping in, but you never know what happens. Picked if I suddenly an, mute it, you'll picked know. Picked an era I don't do. No, so that's the point. So we're starting off. I don't think this one's very difficult. So here you go. Is it going to be an ad first? Yes, it is. Of you course. should like load them up on separate tabs. Oh, that's a, far too much work for this hobby of mine. Well, it's just far it be too like much work. Looking them up on YouTube and just having them ready. It's a lot of work. I know it's gold dust. I'm just trying, waiting to hear if it's his Adjaro one or not. It is, okay. 
So Attitude Era Gold Dust is what yeah, you're saying. Gold Dust. I knew it was him just from the intro. It's just once the beat drops, it's then it depends. But that's the right one, yeah. From it, that is er, correct. Early '90s Gold Dust, not early '90s. It but says '95, '96. Yeah, that's, that's if when that's he correct. That's if the internet's to be believed, that would be when he debuted. All right, next one. You're one for one. They actually said his name at the very beginning of it, but I don't I, think he I caught it. I thought he was it. saying help me. No, but a name that sounds close to that. Gangrel. No. It's 97. This person is no longer of the living. Is it WWE or WCW? WWE. Okay. Um. I think. His son is a wrestler who just switched companies. Oh, is this is Pillman? That is Pillman's. It's a 97. So is that WWE? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Probably when he was in the Heart Foundation. Right. This one I don't think you'll get, but maybe. It's 1996. I'll give you that hint at least. Uh, Jake Roberts. Oh, wow. Yep. It's a classic. Good for you. All right, you got Jake the Snake Roberts I, real quick. It, that might be from, I don't think it's from the it, I think it might partially be from the games, although I don't hear much. I might have to thank Stash Club for that one because that's been in the oh, yeah. video. So easy one. Here's an easy one, I think. You don't know already? Oh, Honky Tonk? Yeah, okay. Yes, Honky Tonk I knew it sounded is correct. Familiar. At first, I thought Surfer Sting for a second. I don't know why. All right. Like, no, that's definitely honky tonk. Next one I probably wouldn't get, but you probably will. Okay. Mankind. It is Mankind. Do you know which one specifically? The, his first one. Correct. Right? Yeah. Wow. Why would you know that? Well, because he's more associated with, like, the, you know, it's like the Dana. Yes. That's, but, like, that's the when I think that's more when he turned face because Mick Foley still uses that, but this was when he was, like, the boiler room creep. It was literally yeah. the very, it says very first one. Yeah. yeah. That's the one he used when he was like weird heels still. Yeah. Yep. All right. Number six. You're killing it so far. I think you missed one, probably. Pillman. Yep. And that's another ad. I was going to say that. That can't be a theme. <laughs> I was going to say. I won't say who it is, but. <laughs> Yoko. Oh my God. Yeah. Everyone knows Yoko. Indeed, it was Yoko. The classic Japanese wrestler. Yep. That's uh, yep. Who isn't Japanese? But he, we need the most Japanese. He does look the part, theme. I guess. Like all right, look. number seven. I don't know if you'll get this one. Okay. We'll see. Could be so many, really. That's all you get. That's I don't his, know whose theme that's that his is. first that, one as well. That one kind of goes hard. I kind of like that. Really? Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, uh, test? He got a massive push. Hurt a lot of people. Was un, kind of unsafe. Ahmed Johnson? Correct. That's a good hint. That's a good hint, eh? <laughs> Hurt a lot of people. Ahmed Johnson? <laughs> I remember. I don't know why I remember that. But yeah, no. That's a kind of a good theme, though. Not you like it? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Slapper. What, let's see what is next. Uh, what did I have on the list here? I actually made a list. This one, pretty sure you know. Okay. Pretty sure. 
Oh, Psycho Sid. No, see, I knew I knew it, but I gapped for a second. That is that's indeed Psycho fitting. Sid. That's pretty fitting for him, actually. That's a good one for him. All right, I have to sneak in the odd stumper, so I don't think you'll get this. Pillman's a good stumper. I don't think you'll get this one. Tie and tie? Nope. Flash Funk. Nope, not Flash Funk. Um, oddities? No, we, we did that before. I, I say one word, you'll probably get it. Okay. Emancipated. What is that? I forget what that means. He's set free. I don't know. From his tyrannical boss. It was a huge moment. Was it 90s? I guess. They're saying it was 90s. It felt like 80s to me. It's Virgil. Oh, really? That's a tough one. From tough oh, emancipated, like it's not when you like get out of your parents' custody or something. That if you're emancipated as like a child, yes. It's is it rude or is it Martel? Neither. I know. Oh. That's all you get. I know this too. You oh. should. You have a strong dislike for his current form. He still exists. You would say, unfortunately, in a company you prefer. Ric Flair. No. Sting. No. Too old, but getting... Jarrett? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Okay. I That's knew it Jarrett. sounded familiar. Yes. Okay. No, I definitely remember that because I swear he came into that. The He came back at like Rumble 19 or whatever. I think yeah. that was the first time he came back after like because after the whole... Ever since, you know, the China match and you know, yep. him and Vince at the falling out. Okay. So he definitely... I knew that sounded familiar. I was yep. like... You got it. I knew it. All right, here's one I would not get, but you might, because you okay. know things about strange. stuff. It sounds familiar. Very specific. So almost a mashup, I want to say. Ivory. So the first part, I believe, is a clip of like the theme of the an event in WWE, and then they throw his theme. On. I could be describing it incorrectly, but I so it's a very know. it's for a very specific form of this huge man, not huge in star power, but huge in Literal. stature. Yes. Uh -huh. um... What if I told you I think the first part is the King of the Ring bit? King, King Mabel. Yeah. Ugh. King Mabel. That makes sense then, yeah. yeah. I think okay. that's where it was. All right, next Mabel, one. Mabel, that's weird. I stumped you on a few. I'm happy. <laughs> Bopping his head. All right, that's that all you get. That a slapper. Yeah? That one's a bop. You don't know it? No. Um, what were the first three words? Not that we see. You didn't hear the first three words. Three, two, one. No, or the one, other two, way three. around. So. Oh, is it X Pac? Yeah, one, two, three, kid. Oh, one, two, three, kid. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess. Oh, because it's nine. I was thinking Edge Jarrett. So I said X Pac. That's that's his. That's a kind it's, of a killer one. That's that one's pretty good. Uh, make I've made a list on paper. So if you want to borrow it to see what songs some you like, some of the oldies are kind of good. Well, it, was, it was this one and um. Oh, well, what? I'm already forgetting. What what, who's one? else did you say? Uh, Ahmed Johnson's? I Ahmed think? Johnson, yeah. Ahmed Johnson and one, two, three, kid. All right, here's number 13 of 16. I think one you'll probably know okay. if I had to guess. Maybe not by the look on your face. Too generic.
So all you get super generic. Steve Blackman? No, that's I, was, the, I almost put that one on there. I was and thinking generic. Like, it, so it is Taz? a tag team, and it says... Headbangers? So the tag team sort of changed names, and this was their first theme with that new name, according to this. Headbangers 19, changed names. No, they used to be... 1999, it's saying. LOD? 2000? No. A, APA? Yes. Nice. They're saying that's APA's first theme. Okay, not actually. If you can I trust right. it. Uh, here is one all right, all right. that I'm not sure if you'll get or not. Let's see. Where is it? There it is. If it's not a commercial. <laughs> Celebrity appearance. I'll give you that. Tyson. Correct. That's your first celebrity just because of the era? That, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. the era, and that's, like, that's the only, like, really notable one I can think of, unless you wanted me to go Lawrence Taylor. Right. Okay, where is the next one that I wanted? Because it seems like it would be hard to me, but now I can't find it. So there, I just scrolled by um, Steve Blackman's that I was going <laughs> to use that one. So it's got to be before that. I just found the last one I want. Where is it? Talk about... Oh, there it is. I got it. Here you go. Good luck. Second last one. Sounds like hotel music. <laughs> it's a song of a whole faction. Oddities? Nope. Faction of... They did wrestle, but I don't know if they were... Truth Commission? Nope. The group of rich boys. Mean Street Posse? Correct. Says it's their third theme from 99, 2000. That sounds Mean Street Posse, yeah. So who knows? It. I guess, yeah. They were... I actually didn't hate them for some reason. I don't know. I probably should have. Just, just Shane. Okay, last one. I put this one on selfishly because I love them. So we'll see if you know. That's all you get. Oh, it's like the sound quality is not great. It's a group like, that I really enjoyed that group. came into WWE around Radicals. that era. Correct. That is the Radicals theme. Oh, it's not bad. That was just like, it's generic. That's the tricky part. Those are like generic. They are like, very. That era, there's that era. There's some that are very indistinguishable from others for sure. Yeah. No, some of them stand out and like some of them not so much. You did pretty well. And we'll see if the audio version works. I so like if, those, yeah. if you all heard that, listeners, then I got it to work. If not, sorry. Pretty, pretty boring for you. But anyways, we'll shift gears back into talking about more wrestling from the week. Whatever we like, didn't like, anything notable. It's what we call high spots and rest holds. All right, so you're going to start out with some Monday Night Raw. And I actually watched highlights, so I might have some idea what you're talking about. What happened of note? Perhaps I only had two high spots, um, which were the notable turns, um, or I guess one turn. But uh, first high spot was JD McDonough is finally officially in Judgment I Day. I saw which they is gave good. him a vest. JD in the JD. So Judgment Day, it had to be Damian Priest's decision, I guess, because he did it, and I saw, and then Balor walked up and was like, "It's about time" or something. Yeah. So yeah, Jamie's got the vest and. Jeannie McDonough is going to start wearing purple. 
who was it? Oh my god, the vest being the most important thing. Why am I flashing back to Drake Maverick and Killing Dane? <laughs> Is that what it was? I think you're right. That's funny. Wait, yeah. yes. And something yeah? like the vest was so we were need we were sarcastic about the vest being so That's important. That's what it was, right? Uh, was it? I feel like it was something in Impact. I feel like it was. I think it, no. any long-time listeners of ours that remember things. Whose vest is it? Because I feel I was like thinking it, Jiro, but he had a jacket. It wasn't. I swear, it was Drake Maverick. Was it? Could it have been? Who was it? AC Romero and the other guy. No, but that they were it vest. wasn't them. There was some vest-related arc. There I was. swear it was Drake. Vest-related arc is the exact <laughs> way. I swear just, it was Drake. Maverick. You might be right. I. I swear to you, him and Kelly did a vest, and like their theme was nice though, because it was their like, team actually ended up kind of working. Fun, I missed that. Sorry, anything um, else? Yeah, so um, I'm just hoping that he's not more legitimate now and less of a punching bag. Yes, that now would be that nice. He's fully forged member there. Give him the intercontinental. No guarantee. No guarantee. No. It could be just the guy that forever takes pinfalls in the multi-person matches oh for God. them. That should be Dom, honestly, because yeah. clearly it doesn't really matter. No. Uh, the only other high spot is Drew McIntyre turning heel in the main event. I uh, saw that as well. Jay Uso cost the tag him the tag titles because for some reason Jay's like I'm embarking on my own, but I'm gonna tag team with Cody Rhodes. Was Jay Uso the Yeet one now? Yes. It was super annoying. Every move he did, the crowd would go Yeet. Which I thought was like, I remember your brother using Yeet like three years he, ago. He keeps saying, he kept saying Yeet on the fast lane press conference. Because he know. can't say yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Got to find his own little I don't think dumb thing. He just, because it's funny, I guess. I guess. Uh, all right, um, moving. Uh, Sorry, so you had anything else? Going, oh, you did. So yeah. Well, no, it's just this. But like, um, so it was, they were, all the Judgment Day was barred from ringside. So it's one of those tropes. He's yeah. behind the Judgment Day. Uh, he shook hands with Ripley on the stage, so I'm not sure if he's full on joining the Judgment Day or if he's going to align with them for War Games or if he's just trying to get payback for Jay. He doesn't I've seen need to be opinions. in there. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's joined the Judgment Day, mostly because I don't think he should. doesn't seem like a good fit for him. No. Uh, I think it's mostly just a heel turn. They're temporary allies. To me, there's a difference between J.D. McDonough fully joining it and McIntyre yeah. just kind of turning heel he can't be the last one to join he's of a stature that he should be he's a leader if he's yeah and he's like in a group he's leading it he's he's good on his own right, right. and he'd be a killer solo heel because like he's been good as a heel before so yep. it works plus mcintyre mcdonough both run it runs the risk of too many people i think capping it with jd mcdonough right it's good and now i have to f- refer to him as mcdonough in certain cases because jd could be the faction the whole or, group yeah yeah so although usually i'd say judgment day Nice. Uh, all right. So moving into Tuesday and then Thursday with NXT and Impact, you actually watched some of both of those shows this week. So that's I a did pl- do that. You, you're probably like, I don't even remember what I watched, but I don't remember what I watched on NXT other than Gigi Dolan. I know you saw some stuff. So the first, I thought I liked the family regained the tag team titles, right? And what I thought oh, I was a, that. That a pretty was... good tag opener. Yeah. Action wise, I liked it. It's not the tag team wrestling I like. And I assumed that the story they were going to tell was that JC Jane would get Andre Chase to cheat since she knows about whatever was in the envelope. I think the idea is that it's spread around. And it's some, because that was my disconnect. Is it some sort of scandal involving that? So they had like the Chase U section in the crowd, right? Like weren't supporting Chase and were like starting to leave. Filtering out, yeah. Um, So they haven't shown us that this is up to scandal. All I remember is JC Jane saw it. Andre Chase saw it, and then the student, although I guess now that I say it she out loud. She could have spread it around because she's J.C. Jane. And there were students in there, too. And with social media and the right. how quickly things go through. Exactly. So I'm sort of talking myself back around here. I feel um, like but in the moment, I was like, made, yeah. In the moment, I was like, they've shown no connection here to why this is now a scandal right. and the students have turned on them. Um, 
so yeah, in the moment I didn't quite get it, but I thought the match itself was was fine. Um, Lita then just a notable, nothing good or bad really. She picks her Iron Survivor qualifying matches because legends get to do that. So of Lash all, legends, right? Of, yeah, of all the people on the NXT roster, she chooses Roxanne Perez. Yeah, fine, she pick? She prominent put, pick Perez versus Trick Williams. And Joe Coffee, which all makes sense, and then there's Last Legend. Right. So she says Perez no okay. and Lash Legend for in entrance into the women's Iron Survivor and Will Trick Williams and Joe Coffee. So I mean you could question all of those picks, really, if you really I think Trick drill Williams, down. Like, but he is getting a lot I of guess, attention. But lately. like I he did lose his title and then he got attacked. So it's like I guess like from a kayfabe point of view, it doesn't I guess so not, I'm, all of her choices suck, I guess. Yeah, I think so, right? Like, like, it's not even that I dislike some of them, but uh, Roxanne makes sense. She's prominent, whatever. But like, Joe Coffey ahead He of... lost the... Fuck, the Anyways. Was it the uh, Invitational? Um, and, and then we get... I did not enjoy this. You know I love Noam Dar. I'm one of his biggest fans, but I didn't like Supernova Sessions this week, and Gee, I, I think I know why. why. I wonder. What's your what's your guess? Because of Noam Dar, he's just horrible. No. We hate Noam Dar. No. Um, they have Alpha Academy on as guests this week. Yeah. I, Chad Gable, I was saying, he just can't escape the goofy stuff. And so Otis is hitting on Lash Legend. That made me cringe. Which was weird. Like uh, then people take turns speaking. I didn't really get a lot of it. Gable sort of teases that it's going to be Otis that faces Dar for the cup, and Dar's okay with that, and then it's a quick, like, swerve. It's going to be yeah, Gable. Yeah, that was kind of... And Dar's not happy about that. Which, that, was iffy. that match should be sweet. Your complaint is that it's a TV match, so we'll miss round yeah, three. Yeah, so it's like... Cause <laughs> there like, goes but, round three. Butch and Dar was nice, but that, like, got on PLE, so it was right. like, it got tender. Why can't we build Dar and Gable for a deadline? Like, that seems smarter to me. So for me, this doesn't work because... For comedy to work, you have to have a straight person, right? Like I don't mean, but they're both kind of. I don't mean sexuality wise. I mean humor wise. Yeah. Like somebody, but it's Dar's like, usually like, and Dar's not a straight man, so no. It's like and usually there's a straight man to his. Stuff. It's comedy against comedy, right? There is no straight man. So it's there. just like it feels kind so of it silly and work general. for me. Right, it's just yeah. too much comedy, exactly. Right, and Otis. Nobody... I was saying he's kind of reverted back to heavy machinery, Otis. Yes, basically. and he's looking bigger than ever too. I worry about his health. A he's little a big bit. boy. Yeah, he is a big boy. Uh, then we get the match that was made that I did not think was very good, and that was Roxanne Perez with Lash Legend. I don't know if you were still around for I this. I think I saw a bit. Of I it, don't. It, it was mid. I think this is when I left. It wasn't terrible, but Lash has a ways to go still, right? Like she's impressive looking. She's really big. She's um former uh, WNBA. I think she's the yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So her size and athleticism are good, but she's not a wrestler yet, right? And it feels like she's been there long enough that she should be better than this. She's been here the entire 2.0 era, and then she's lasted since then. So she surprisingly, Lash, that is, ends up getting the win here with her boot that I do think looks good, a power bomb that looked a little less good. Uh, it's because Kiana James interferes yeah. in the match to sort of further hit her issues with Roxanne Perez. It also eliminates the big, like, will, is Roxanne going to win it twice in a row? So we right. kind of get rid of that narrative to focus on someone else, which is probably good. Um, my final note here, five minutes of meh, basically. Okay. Then we get another thing I wasn't a huge fan of. It was... Zia Lee invites Lyra Valkyria to a warrior tea ceremony. Which already sounds like something horrible WWE is going to botch, let but, me just say. So it really wasn't anything. It was Lyra shows up. They bow to each other. Zaya talks about like the deeper the bow, the deeper respect sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. Then they sit down. 
she starts talking about the tea and its symbolism of whatever it is. And then at the end of the day, Lyra refuses to drink the tea. And it just was like nothing really happened and there was nothing really interesting. It was just, I don't think like both of them sounded fine. And I was actually impressed with Zaya Lee because I don't remember hearing her speak that much. Mm, so she did fine. In the Tian Sha days. But the ceremony didn't feel as important as they tried to make us like this was some big pre warrior thing, but it was just two people brewing tea while she tries to make vague connections to how the tea represents their situation and then one doesn't drink the tea like so like they get some marks for trying to do something unique ahead of a match but like the execution I, it was a miss for me like mm -hmm. it was just kind of there it wasn't interesting at all and then we get a segment where it's carmelo i think they were talking to mckenzie and tricks there too and trick says he passed a lie detector test regarding the attack on trick and then when Mackenzie tries to like follow up, he like quickly changes the subject. So they're still doing a really good job of like, yep, I'm definitely not the one that attacked it. But then there's like but a little evidence like a bit of little mystery still to yeah. it. So it seems like Trick and Mello are back on the same page at this point. But again, there's that just underlying little bit of he probably still did it, and it's really working for me. Uh, Ariana Grace is is funny. Her character, she's doing the. Uh, beauty queen and sort of she's a heel obviously right. and she's just condescending and privileged and it's working because she gets involved with dolan backstage and what was her line something like i'm used to working with the less fortunate yeah, or something is, along it's dolan like basically like you're poor and i'm sort of like that sort of thing so um they had a match later on in the that i thought was just okay dolan won with a really weak kid oh yeah i put a really weak head kick and a finisher that does not look impactful. It's like her weird like Remember page turner variant that all it's kind of crucifix looking and it's it was honestly like sky blues code blue so it was like, kind of like a rolling stop. It was yeah, it was like from a low angle so not impactful not and good. mostly on the shoulder not like the back of the neck. It looked like she kind of like rolled off of Gigi and then like kind of hit the mat but like it didn't look like all the impact was on the mat. Yeah. Like when she hit the mat there wasn't much impact. It it wasn't great. Uh, Braun and Dijak had an interaction and Braun had one memorable line, right? He said yeah. he would leave Dijak, quote, begging for retribution, which it's is funny. worked into that. Like the double entendre there is really good, right? Yeah. Like on its face, you're, I'm going to hurt you so bad. You're going to want retribution, but also reference for to, those who know, right. Of, of that group. Um, trick and Joe coffee was the iron survivor male one. And it was okay for the most part. I thought it was a bit slow at times. A couple parts in it weren't the cleanest. Trick ended up winning with his high knee, but it was like Coffee was going for his discus clothesline, whatever it's uh, called. Uh, the best for the bells or something. And he went really slow because clearly he's supposed to turn into this knee. So you know what I mean? It was just like he definitely Trick's wasn't. Trick's knee never really connects that good either. And it's clear Joe wasn't turning the way he would turn if he was actually going right. to hit the clothesline. So that just bugs me a little bit. Uh, but there was, I told you, a clever spot. Um, so Wolfgang gets up on the apron, right? He's causing a distraction. Mello's down on the floor supporting Trick. So he's got a hold of Wolfgang's ankle. Uh, but at the same time, you can see Trick is building steam to come in and run in and knock Wolfgang off the apron. And it's beautiful. It's really well done because Mello is looking right at Trick while holding onto this ankle. And he, you could easily argue, he waits until Trick has committed 
to pull Wolfgang down. Mm-hmm. And then when Wolfgang's not there, Trick's momentum sends him out to the floor, right? Right. And then I think right after that, too, Mello's standing right there with Trick, and he doesn't pull Trick out of the way of a dive. I don't know if that was later at the same time. But anyways, when you go back and look at it, it's really believable that, that either... Like he could be doing this yeah, on purpose. He yeah, he could be doing it on purpose to screw over Trick, but maybe not sort of thing. So I thought that was really good, and the best part of this, probably. Um you saw this, my only note says Lexus King is not good in my opinion. Oh, I just can't stop staring at his face. He inter- his, your, his Yeah, facial the facial hair, hair gets just, you, right? Really, it's brutal. So he interacted backstage with Corbin. And say what you will about Corbin, I think he sounds really comfortable on the mic. So oh, in, yeah, well, Corbin's a pro. In contrast, I think, like, in direct comparison, I think King sounds like he just isn't believable to me at this point. And whatever he's trying to do, he's still trying to tease that he might have attacked Trick. And I I appreciate that because we're leaving that door open, right? That we're like, yeah, we're Somewhat, 80 yeah. we're 80% sure it's mellow, but maybe it's not sort of right. thing, right? So keeping that alive. Uh Brawling Brutes versus Out the Mud. You watch this. I actually I like Butch. I like this more than I thought I would. Um I'm gonna be fairly complimentary of Out the Mud in this for just, their Can you just use their names, please? Thank for you. their just, um just, they have names. OTM is better just, even. No, just, even that like that just reminds me that they have that name. So th- this started out well because uh Pete Dunn started in. I actually yeah. wrote Dunn in my notes too. Well that's because that's we I don't even like acknowledging this. And I thought he like I always just end up turning to you going, he's so good. Like he's so good. That's why it angers me that he's not Pete Dunn because like here we go. Like okay, <laughs> I have to. I it's it's impulsion at this point. But like just like when he does the ten beats of the Badrin, Badrin like that Seamus does, you know that or like just some of Butch's mannerisms are like this like this fight night, you know the thing that Brawling Bruce. It's just it's so not Pete Dunn and it annoys me because he's pretty much wrestling like pete dunn for the most yes, part i is. would say he's wrestling like I, pete I think dunn, so too and that's what makes him great because like you said and i we we know we share the same sentiment that pete dunn is fantastic he is he's amazing he's, he's amazing and that's why it angers me because like he's stuck in this butch character because he's he's capable of so much more i think mm-hmm. especially in the latter days of black and gold he really started to nail his promo work um because he, he had that title feud with finn balor we ended up liking really all of his speaking roles for the last right like, he months. ended up doing really good and so it and especially because he's in phenomenal shape still i'm fine it, if he stays here with ridge holland but he becomes like the leader of their team i don't mind their team together no honestly. but um i honestly think if they revert back because they teamed together in nxt but before pete dunn Ro- should not Ruse. be a lackey in any group pete dunn shouldn't be a lackey and pete dunn should not be butch Right. Pete Dunn should be Pete Dunn, but back to the match. So uh, OTM took over and they like I thought they looked okay. Me I thought too. like the only thing my only complaint about them, or like I guess my main complaint about them was just like most of their tag offense was just like them hitting them. Like the only tag mm-hmm. offense I remember from them was like when Nima had uh done up in like a suplex and he dropped into a knee from uh yeah. Nima or sorry Price. That was all right, but like I would like more tag offense from them. I get why they didn't and hopefully they'll work to that. I just but. found I told you they remind me of early like AOP when AOP weren't because they ended up being I thought pretty good, but to start out they weren't, but their presentation was listen, these guys are huge and out the mud are both really big. I dudes. find Price so particularly they, interesting, just they, the way he works. They work slow and they keep it simple yeah. and they hit the odd high impact thing. And I think it's really smart and it's yeah. and it, it's think, working for um, them. Having Dunn sell for them is good too, because Dunn's really got some underrated selling. Like he's he's, awesome. he's really he's, good. He's the total package. Yeah. And, and he's once, not Lex Luger, but he's better than Lex Luger. <laughs> once they see that, or like once Triple H gets him going more michaels or whoever it's got to be um dunn can totally just do 
he can be so much more for sure. Um, I think OTM need to ditch Scripps at some point though, because Scripps really doesn't do anything for them. And he he doesn't doesn't work for me. He's too tainted with the Reggie stuff, and I know Reggie and Scripps. And I know he tried to explain that away, but he just drew more attention to it for me. Even visually, it just doesn't. I just know like these two bit imposing bruises, and they're like being like quote unquote led by this small acrobat dude. Right, like that doesn't work for me. I agree. Uh, and I again, I like. I'm fine with Dunn as like the technician and Holland as the powerhouse. That's not a bad combination for a tag team, but and have Dunn turn on him. Dunn needs to be the leader of the group. And the Brawling Brutes won with their team finisher. That I don't even know. It was basically just like an elevated DDT. Wasn't super impressive. Uh, then you saw this as well. Joe Gacy's really close to the camera again, cutting a promo. Yeah, I I couldn't. I, I never I get what it was. I never noticed clothing really, but because it was a departure for him, because he's was always he wearing plaid. Or he something? was wearing like blue flannel. blue flannel plaid, yeah, yeah, blue yeah. or purple. I'm colorblind, but it's one of those. I think it was blue. I'm gonna go with blue. I don't think I've ever seen purple flannel. But anyways, it turns out he's on the roof of the PC filming this promo into his phone. Is this right? where he's been for all of them, or is it just this one? No, I think just this one. And then he says he's not, here's a whole bunch of things he's not. And then he describes like many of the current characters on the show. I forget specifically who he referred to. Um, but like, I'm not this, like this. And you know, like always oh, talking about that person. He's talking about that person. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he says this is where he begins. And then he throws his phone off the roof and it's still recording as it like crashes to the ground. Strange. So again, it's just been several weeks now of him. And again, he sounds good, but he's not really revealing anything other than, hey, I'm being rebooted. No, but we this, don't know what it, it was is. like. Obviously, it's a new direction, but I can't really tell what any of it is. It's not annoyingly cryptic at this point, but it's still like another segment where we're not giving anything further. Then we get, I actually like this. It was the Wagner Stone backstory about how they were signed on the same day. I think you were here for that, right? Yeah, I saw it. It was okay. I I still hate Wagner. And it was just of them sort of growing closer together and their paths to like where they are now. And I like the one thing that... It helps the story with Wagner and Braun, where they compare Braun. They say he's like one of Vaughn's bullies from childhood. Yeah, that's right. A nice so I like that. Draw, yeah, that helps. Um, it was. I thought the segment itself was really cool with the really high quality voiceover, and then they went to a little live segment with Vaughn and Stone yeah, and Vaughn. That, like that was the, okay. the acting by Vaughn in the live part is Mm-mm. not good, no, right? That, but, that ain't it. But I like the story they're telling, and I do the the Braun as a represents uh, bullies from childhood is a good. So it looks like they're teasing something because he keeps touching the scar on his head, right? So I feel like I, we're going to get... It reminds me of, like, it's funny. I don't know if you'll remember, but um, when we watched... It feels watched... like a PCO thing to me, almost. Well, it's so remember when we watched the first season of uh, Bad Batch, and they yeah. had there's the one episode where... Yes. Um, the, with like, the... And then yeah, they go where Wrecker, evil. His, his, yes. his brain chip uh, malfunction because yes. there was the whole Order 66 thing, and then he uh, he went, like all crazy on him for a second yeah it reminded me of that so it's like it's, it's funny because it's like it reminds me of real life or 66 which is not like, i feel like that's kind of where they're going that, that yeah. that's gonna cut co- maybe he goes which super I, mega i think monster heel dumb. It, i don't know. I don't know it'll be done it depends on how they do it because that has the potential to be really stupid but to do all this work to get him as a ba- over baby face like the whole table thing is working for him yeah, to yeah, just yeah. have him switch back seems no i don't Though they love to flip Big guys back and forth, right? So Big show. Kane. Kane too. Right? Like crazy. Okay. Um, Eddie Thorpe is back recovering from... He's had to recover from his wounds from the strap match he had. I think he still sounds unconvincing in this I thing. I didn't like it. I hate his earrings. In, yeah. Gulak. They're horrible. Gulak shows up here and a, apparently he says whatever. So that's going to be the rehab win for Eddie Thorpe, obviously. Probably next week, I would guess. Um, 
We get Andre Chase at like a surprise pref press conference outside because of the scandal. Again, I was like, really? I, I don't see that. I don't get where the scandal comes from. Uh, but JC Jane drives up and is like, get in. And he gets in to escape the pressure of the press, I guess, because the press are all over Chase U. Uh, and they drive away together. And the main event was Wes Lee in his sort of return, taking on Baron Corbin. I thought this was a nice contrast to Styles, right? You've got Corbin, who's going to be slow and steady and hit high-impact stuff, and Wesley flying all over the place. So you got a really nice-looking deep six on the floor. I think you were around for that part, maybe. Yeah. And Corbin catches Lee coming through the ropes. Uh, sorry, to hit that deep six. There's He kind of has wrist control and almost swings Lee around into a nice-looking clothesline and then hits some good-looking elbows into Lee's head in the corner. Like, Corbin keeps it simple, but I think he's effective in this role, especially in NXT. Absolutely. Lee hits basically what's a 619 around the ring post out on the floor. Uh, then we get Dom saves Corbin from a Wesley dive. I think I was here for this because we watched after the Impact main event. That's right. And then when Wes gets back in the ring, he walks right into the end of days. And Baron Corbin wins, which is a little surprising considering it was a little Lee bit, like, coming yeah. back, right? And Corbin's one of those I don't need to win that much kind of guys. Anyways. But I guess they're heating him up for Dragunov. Exactly. Because Dragunov does come down right then. Corbin ends up countering the Torpedo Moscow into the end of days. Dragunov gets a mic from somewhere and basically says he's giving Corbin the title match at deadline, which I'm sure is just a placeholder match, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I actually want to see what, because I don't mind Baron Corbin, but like Dragunov could possibly pull something great out of him. Sure. Who knows? Perhaps. Right. Or maybe great's a really strong word, but <laughs> really good anyways. Um, so I thought the match was good. Corbin was in control for long stretches. Lee gets several flurries along the way, as you would expect that match to go. And it's just the athleticism of Lee's impressive. Corbin does what he does. And I, it was an outcome I didn't expect. So it makes sense. It's furthering Dom and Wesley's story, as well as Corbin and Dragunov's, I guess. Um, then we move to Impact. The opener was a pretty decent tag team match. Seven minutes. It saw ABC defend their titles against um, Kenny King and Sheldon, Sheldon Jean. Jean, is it? Yeah. It's going to be like Sydney Jean, Sheldon Jean. <laughs> Decent action, pretty quick. No way King and Gene were winning, especially as I talked about in the news. Kenny King's released, so don't think released he's... Released or is it like... Asked his... for and granted oh, okay. is what the news was. MK Ultra, I think I was telling you in the moment, might be the coolest women's tag team of all time. They had a vignette Robot. here in their creepy, dark, like ambiguously gay, I would almost say, style that I find absolutely fascinating. And Masha speaks Russian the whole time. Killer Kelly speaks English. I just love the presentation of this group. And then you get them in the ring and they're absolute ass kickers too. So they are, I, there's just no competition for them, right? Yeah. It's like, a, I don't know. It's a worthless division. It to seems be. to be the, the problem. I think what we need to do is have a women's tag team division that is all the companies together. It seems like the only way we're going to have a decent I wish pool they could do that, yeah. Because there's not enough tag teams in any one company to pull it off Even wwe could if they actually tried like they have the the numbers to do it they just but they don't. don't respect tag team wrestling i think if you add women's to it that moves it down even further for right, them so they just they, don't care yeah they're like anyone good we're not gonna waste them like i mean i'm maybe it's changing with triple h but vince was always why would i put a star in a tag team right like why wouldn't i just not do that sort of yeah thing, unfortunately um Moose and Heath had a basic six-minute match. Moose won with a spear. I, it was there. It didn't really grab my attention at all. And then speaking of fresh, Rhino comes out and saves Heath from a post-match beatdown. 
So why isn't he out there with Heath? Aren't they a tag team? It's no, they're not like, I don't even think they are anymore, but they're just like, Oh, we have nothing for either of them to do. So we just circle back around to this. My thing is just release both of them at this point and move on. They're they're But anyways, nope. Cause Moose gets on the mic and he's going to end Rhino's career at final resolution. Fine by me. No offense to Rhino, but I'm, I'm good for Rhino and Heath at this point <laughs> in 2023. It's a match that no one asked for. I, I can't, like that's hard for me. I like Moose and all, but Moose Rhino, no, not enticing. Not taking my money. Then there was a fun uh, six-man lucha match. Were you around for that? Uh, I showed no, you the finish at I, least. I, yeah, I saw Black Taurus actually winning. I was super happy with the finish. So it's the Rascals taking on Black Taurus, Laredo Kid, and Juventud, and my as, as you do right movie. Myron Reed making his in-ring debut in Impact as part of the Rascals. Uh Remember the head scissors Tarus hit that I had to rewind? Yeah, it was I don't... really fast, Tiaris. But he almost switched from like looking like he was going to do something else and then in midair. Well, because it's like... And plus, he's I like... I think it's because you're used to Cassidy doing the tornado DT because usually they do, that's do what it looks like, like that. Was... Right, because it's the same starting motion, but I think because you're used to that. And he's like 260 pounds or whatever. It looks crazy. Tarus is insane. One of Reed's signatures, I forget what it's called, something flame, I think, hot flame maybe. It's basically opponents on the apron... So he leaps over the ropes from inside, hits a cutter to the guy on the apron to the floor. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Tarus hit his, he does this a lot, but this one was huge. Uh, a pop-up Samoan drop. He launches the mm-hmm. guy so high and catches him so clean. I forget which Rascal it was. Looked awesome. Rascals do their usual lightning, quick, synchronized stuff that always looks good. Uh, the finish that I showed you, we had... Uh, Myron Reed hits a cutter, goes for a springboard, probably crossbody, but Tarus catches him with a nice spear out of midair and then follows up with the destination hellhole, which you need to push Tarus just for that so that just he can win that. masses. It's, a, it's like just, a drill claw. It's awesome. Um, so he pins Myron Reed, which I thought, A, Tarus winning is surprising. B, Myron Reed's new. Losing, taking yeah. the pin yeah. in his sort of in-ring I would have thought they would win just because he's new, but he actually took the pin too, which is equally surprising. So only 12 minutes, lots of action, not a ton of selling because they were squeezing so much into this relatively short match. I love Torus. Like, I think he's like a special talent that I'm super happy he picked up the win and that he got to show that finisher because it's devastating looking. And yeah, surprise Reed took the pin. And Lucha Rule is a nice change of pace. Um, then we got another, I thought, just really generic non-standout match. It was Jordan Grace and Bully Ray taking on Steve Macklin and Kylan King. Because Bully Ray's gone soft. And uh, Macklin's back is still destroyed from the last match he had where there was barbed wire and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you could, I could see that. Yeah. And he barely did anything in this match, so I don't know if he's fully recovered. He did not do much. But it was this was more storyline. It was could Grace and Bully Ray coexist sort of thing. Um, basically, Jordan Grace hit a really nice flurry at the end of this. She hit the Grace driver to Kylan King, but it was not the cleanest. A little bit nervous. It looked yeah. a little scary, like in a bad way scary. Um and I look forward to a Grace King match with some stakes attached at some point. So at the end of it, it's Bully Ray holding the call your shot cup. Is that what it is? That yeah. Grace call your has shot gauntlet thingy. Grace snatches it. Bully ends up shaking her hand and raising her hand in victory. So they can coexist and they respect each other. Can now. they coexist? Yeah. So Bully went from the most, and he's another one that they've just sort of stopped on a dime and turned him to a baby face now. And he's still, I don't care, but whatever. Um, I did you not despite enjoy all the things you did with Josh Alexander and Tommy Dreamer. Right. Just exactly. Face. Yeah. Uh, another just really short match on the show, I guess, making room for the main event, which is fine if that's what we get out of it. But 
It was a seven-minute match with Trinity facing Sunny Kiss. I, I didn't really like it. This was all about, like, flashy, not impactful, like, using your butt and blowing kisses at each other. Not a ton of... You know what? My I mean, what would you expect? And that's the thing. that commentary talked about their styles being so similar. And I, you know I don't, really like, I don't really like Trinity's style. And I felt like Sunny Kiss was leaning into that more than usual as well. Trinity won with the Bubba Bomb, which I think is a weak finisher. I know you think that well, too. That's that's not something you win with. No. Like if I'm taking a just a straight like mat bump, the one thing I would land on is probably my ass. Right. Other than maybe my feet, preferably. Right. No, it's uh, an interesting choice, it's but a horrible choice. Just a barrage of flashy, non-impactful stuff. Um, very sports entertainment. Not a lot yeah. of wrestling, so not my preferred style. And I've liked Sunny Kiss in the past, but I, I like wasn't the a time that they got killed by Kenny Omega in the first eliminator tournament that was really funny <laughs> and I really hope the belt gets shifted from Trinity to Jordan Grace or if it has to be Kylan King down the road but yeah the Trinity want, experiment someone new it could be not Kylan great King, for me right? yep uh main event which I paused and waited for you to get back from work for so that we could watch the thing in its entirety and that no, was, it was badminton or badminton sorry Josh Alexander taking on Will Ospreay so this got 21 minutes Osprey won with a really nice Stormbreaker. A picture perfect Stormbreaker. After a second hidden, the first hidden blade he hit was. That he smushed him. Absolutely looked like he decapitated him. But, oh, yeah. Um, this match was awesome. Osprey at one point tweaks his leg. What's that top rope twisting moonsault thing he does? Um, Leap of faith. And he landed on his feet. That caught me off guard. And sold the heck just... out of really hurting himself yeah. there, I Well, thought. yeah, because Alexander went to the ankle lock at least like five times. Yeah. Osprey hit his crazy backbreaker. Um, Alexander a bit later hit his powerbomb backbreaker that I think looks awesome. Like I said, the first hidden blade, they hit, Osprey hits it on the run to a running Alexander, and it looked mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. Uh, Alexander countered something with a spinning tombstone for a near fall yeah, that looked really good. There's a lot really of good, good knee selling from yes. Osprey, uh, and like good job selling the ankle lock, because there was the one time he went for the Oz cut and he had to hesitate. Um, the one time he ran for the hidden blade and he collapsed. Like there's yeah. a lot of good work, like putting over Alexander's move, right? And a lot of Alexander countering and going right into the ankle lock yeah, again yeah. and again, right? So lots of awesome action near the end of this, especially fantastic competitive main event. Another like great match for Osprey to add to that list from 2023. And yeah, the fact and he just like he goes full tilt. Even this is like what a twenty minute TV match, and with, he's still going full with tilt. Whatever it is, a hundred thousand people watching it. Yeah, and he's still like just doing what he does um, doing as good as he would anywhere else he has to be a strong candidate for wrestler of the year and listen he impact is. over the past few weeks has had some amazing tv matches if you're not an impact person bailey osprey amazing gresham alex shelley that was pay-per-view but oh was it sorry yeah gresham alex shelley fantastic osprey alexander awesome um what was the other tv one then they oh, there's a oh alexander Bailey was that an hour? That was last year. Yeah. Anyways, they have some really good TV matches. Yes, some of their stuff is not super interesting, but and if so, now just glancing because I have it open. My best and worst of of this year because we're getting close to the end of the year. Like the last three matches on my list right now are Osprey Alexander, Osprey Umino, Osprey Mike Bailey. So, Osprey gee, I wonder is... who's my front runner for I this. Couldn't tell you who I'm picking. I don't. I right, I honestly don't. And know. then we got Osprey Omegas on there as well. My favorite match of all time. Quite enjoy. My literal favorite match ever. So actually, I 
And we have I could add this one. Omega Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom too. Right. There's both. Um, and the gonna... fact that it's like Osprey okay. in New Japan, Osprey in AEW, Osprey in Impact, having as an Impact fan, everywhere. I think we should put one of Osprey's matches in there. Which one would you pick between Bailey and Alexander? Because I like them both too. So I would. I like Bailey better. I'm Bailey not better. Lie. Okay. So yeah. I'll I'll add that one to the list, and then I think we've got a sufficient match of the year list. I won't say that now. Obviously, that's for the the when we do the show. Like but it's like I would say Alexander. Us. Osprey was like four and a quarter, and I think Bailey, I would probably say four and a half. Um, so I liked it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this was a really good match, and it was, I'm glad, like, because they, after Bound for Glory, they ran it on, like, the Fallout show, the untelevised thing. They were yeah. toting this one's first time, obviously, first time televised, sure. But, right. And so I was like, that's weird that they would throw away that match there, but I would obviously assume that's a practice run, which is good, because yeah. this match was superb for a TV match. It was. And, like, Josh Alexander is world class. Like he happens to work in Impact Wrestling, but that's which is almost like a good because he, he gets company. to be a top guy. I right. hope that when TNA comes back, and hopefully that means they do become bigger. Hopefully it's what they promised it to be. Right. I hope that he's kind of at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. I want him sign with AEW, reform the North. I and would just love run, the North and run that AEW. team. And I mean, he stands there silently, and Ethan Page flaps his gums. Oh, the North would be so good. And it's just the dream. And then, then we give them a like a year long run with the tech house and the North would be so good. And Tony Khan, if you like paying for music, pay impact whatever you need to do <laughs> to get them Josh Alexander. Get off the your North wallet. theme. Yeah. Okay, because the North's theme is amazing. It's honestly it's probably one of my it's probably my favorite impact theme. Although Moose's is really good for mm-hmm. like it fits him perfectly. Yes. Um but like the North theme is awesome. But yes, um uh because what's Ethan Page doing, you know? I want Sign him in that North. tournament. Then that would be nice. Yeah. But, I, something for Ethan Page, you know, justice yeah. for Ethan Page. All right. That ends that segment. I guess we've um, got a preview. I got a smackdown bit. That's oh a, you do have a smackdown one, bit. Sorry I forgot was, about Friday. Oh I'm on the best of the thing. What is it? Um it was Escobar's heel turn promo. Um, yeah after that whole thing last week. So I really liked it. I watched I saw the whole thing or at least most of it. Um, he was talking about never meeting your heroes, obviously, which is a natural way to go. Mm-hmm. I like that he he talked about um he was supposed to get the U.S. title and it was it was supposed to be him with that shot, whatever. But uh, Ray took it and that was nice because that's something that also bothered me because that whole debacle was nuts because he got the th- shot at theory instead and then he yeah. won it and then he gave a shot to Escobar but then he retained. So he also said like Ray kind of took over the LWO, brought in Carlito, who he calls an outsider. Good heel logic. I like all this. Um, and he, like I don't, I like all the heel logic he's doing there because it's like from his point of view it works. Yeah, it he does. feels in this scenario he's going with like he feels betrayed by Ray right. and like he kind of ruined a good thing they had going or whatever. And, he's, and it's like his he, idol and he's, he's yeah and he's making it all about him right. Yep. And he said Dom was right, which was a good heel move. Like that's mm-hmm. how you get booed. Is he, he said Dominic was right, so that was smart. I think uh, Ray got actual surgery, so he's out for a little. I think we're getting. Um, Escobar and Carlito at Survivor Series. Um, I've heard it's rumored that they'll do some like faction thing eventually, where it's I think Legato will turn heel again, which is good because I I like Legato. Escobar's awesome. So yeah, I hope um Del Toro and Wild join back with him, and then you can have them fight Ray and Carlito and whoever else. Um, and Zelina Vega can do whatever she can go away. I don't really care. I just I'm um, happy Escobar's getting attention. Yeah, I, heel He's Escobar's sweet. what we need to be. This is the Escobar I like to see like in NXT. Right. So this is good. Yeah. Yep, awesome. Okay, so we're going into a preview, I think, right? Yes. Of tonight's uh, AEW pay-per-view that they like to call Full Gear.
All right, it's another one I haven't put a lot of thought into, and I I'm pro I'm not even 100% sure I know what all the matches I are. I have put fair thought. Well, there's you know there's going to be a fair amount because it's AEW. Right. But... Uh, are we including the pre-show? Probably yeah. uh, should, right? Three pre-show matches. All right, let's do it. Uh, first one is the big one, which is MJF and Samoan Joseph versus the Guns for the ROH Tag Titles. I told you earlier I was initially going to pick different, but no. now that they confirmed the partner, um, I'm fairly confident it's MJF and Samoa Joe. I would like to see the Guns get the win because I do like them, and I would like them to have something, but I'm going to go with the title retention. It just feels like the likely route. I think so, too, um, now that it's... I'm. And I'm glad it's not going to be a two-on-one because yes. I still probably would have thought MJF retains and I yeah. don't like that look for so anyone. So this helps the guns out. It for does. Sure. So I, I was saying the, the retention yep. for MJF as um, well. Random preacher match I just saw like when we were in between segments. Um, Buddy Matthews versus Claudio Castagnoli. That's crazy. That's cool. Um, I feel like Claudio will win here. I'd love to be wrong, but it just doesn't feel like... Just based on their Matthews positioning yeah. and I don't feel an imminent push for Buddy, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, but yeah, it could which be... Sucks could be like a show stealer type of thing yeah, right no, so, I, it could be like that one i mean they probably won't get that one much time, trios match on the revolution we loved show it. that was awesome which was what it was penta pack and eric rowan versus yeah. house of black which was like really match. good for yeah some it was on a pre-show yeah that, so that's potentially be an awesome pre-show i think match. so yeah and then uh eddie kingston versus jay lethal for the roh world title because this is an roh mini show i guess obviously um, i don't see eddie losing here doesn't no. feel like a big storyline and I don't see Lethal as a main event guy in this current faction. Plus, he's had that title before, so he doesn't really need it. So, um, Eddie. Just, again, based on the story that's being told for each of them, Lethal's yeah. not winning here. No. Eddie retains. I don't think any, anyone... That knows. also could be yeah. a really good match, that too. That could be pretty good, yeah. I really like could Lethal's style. Could be a sleeper style. hit, yeah. Yeah. Um, main card now. We're going to start with uh, Copeland, Sting, and Darby versus Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I think the easy likely pick is the babyface team. Edge is still new. Sting really loses. So it's Sting, lock, right? Sting does not lose. But I see an opportunity to pull a swerve here. And I say through okay, some shenanigans, bud. Christian manages to pin Edge and further that storyline. You can keep Sting, whatever, but give Christian his due. Give him his flowers, damn it. Oh, you said it. Yeah. You said the thing I love. I'm going to I'm gonna bet on Christian here. Just Kay. why not? Go ahead. I'll take Sting. Okay. I'm just going to write Sting for yours. And yeah. that'll Because suffice. Sting. Because Sting. Basically. Uh, Golden Jets, Young Bucks. I call it Team Split versus Title Shot. Um, I really hope the Bucks win here. Uh, but the safe bet's the Golden Jets. And I, I'm unfortunately, I kind of have to go with that. I just don't. It feels like that's what they would do, right? Yes. So I, I want to pick the Bucks, but I'm taking. I'm not going to. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. I don't think. And hey. the Bucks can lose and get more mad and be more. I'd love to be wrong. So. I would love to be wrong. Yes. And yeah. they can grow a mustache. Right. Uh, next we get spite stash. <laughs> spite stash. Uh, Sheeta suspicious. Sheeta. <laughs> Sheeta versus Tony Storm for the women's world title. Um, contrary to what I've seen pe other people say, I think Sheeta should retain here. Yes, she hasn't been an amazing champion yet, but that's exactly why she needs more time so we can flesh out her character and get her some good title defenses. She deserves a better run than what she's had this year. Agree. Um, and additionally, I personally think a loss would add to Tony's character. It would help her spiral more, and then she can do some insane crap with Mariah May if she wants. I think it would help her. And personally, for me, if they want to interest me, I think her losing is more interesting. So I'm like. 60 40 i think storm could win i just don't i do too think i'm actually will, 60 that Sheeta retains but i'll take yeah. storm just okay. to make things interesting because okay. i think it's pretty like yeah no it's kind almost of a, a coin yeah. toss uh next we have a um the tag title match which i'm gonna have to, okay there we go um 
Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus FTR versus LFI, which I think is Roosh and Trilistico, because why would you put Preston Vance in a ladder match? Fair. Uh, versus Kings of the Black Throne. And four-way tag ladder match for the tag titles. Mm. Um, seeing as this one was mostly built on collision, I don't have any strong feelings about this any which way at all. For some people, I feel like it, the general opinion is that this could go either way, especially with it being a ladder match. I feel like that does add some unpredictability to it, for sure. It does. Um, I do kind of feel like it's an easy way to get the belts off of Starks and Bill, especially now. They don't even have to get pinned. Like, in a four-way, they but don't why? have to get pinned, but no one has to get pinned. Because why, why are the belts on them in the first place? But why would they be on either of any of the other teams? I don't know. Are they better options? But I, uh, I would argue any of them are better options. Um, <laughs> but just in terms of how they've been presented lately, I don't know. Um, That's I don't what know. House of Black have come back and they've been dominant. LFI just came back and they've been looking decent in FTR, FTR. So I guess I would argue any of them look better. But I saw an interesting idea when I was reading what culture's um, predictions. And I think that like there's a potential House of Black could walk out with multiple belts here tonight. And uh, I think it's an interesting idea. I think Brody and Malachi would be a killer tag team, monster champions. And they could defend the tag titles, here's my idea, under house rules. Mm-hmm. They could do the Freebird rule, but they are obviously titled. they abandon in a week. Right. No, but, like, <laughs> this would be, like, the different way, obviously. Yeah. Right? But, like, they've got a ready-made, like, version of that. Um, not 100%, but let's show House of Black some love. Um, And get these damn belts back on Dynamite. Why are they hiding on Collision? Why can't they, like... They're never on Dynamite anymore. Like I forgot about the tag titles. So give me the tag titles on Dynamite, and I'm gonna take House of Black, which is a risky pick, but why not? I'll say the they retain Big Bill okay. and Starks. Yes. I just don't feel like there's any reason for any movement in this division because they're Bill not sucks. doing anything right now. So they'll just be like holding pattern. Which is weird because I like Big Bill, but he sucks. Okay, he's okay. He's uh, fine as a yeah. tag team guy. Um, Statlander Hearts. Sky Blue TBS title. Uh, keeping with what I just said, I feel like it's gonna be Julie Hart here. Not because so I. I, not because I want her to, but because I feel like that's what they're doing. She's been She's getting improved decent push. for sure. Yeah, but like not massively so i'm just seeing like she's on the rise and statlander's yeah. plateaued statlander's huge. plateaued i feel like this title's kind of cursed because jade plateaued heavily statlander's plateaued i feel like and i feel like they've tried. been kind they, yeah that, that's part of it but like that might be the curse is that yeah. they just don't try with this they belt. forget about you makes um, you invisible but yeah so they built heart decently before wrestle dream they had her mini undefeated streak she's got this nonsense with sky blue i feel like sky blue could turn here not saying I want her to, not saying I right. care, but I'm saying that's probably going to happen. So I'm going to say Julia Hart wins here. Get some belts on the house. I think Julia Hart wins too, just based on trajectory yep. uh, alone. Absolutely. And yes. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Uh, next we get Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland in a mm. Texas death match. This one's tough. I think it could go either way. I think I it's agree. like the first match. I think it could go either way, but I think Hangman has to win here. He's been extremely fired up in this feud ever since the house invasion, and I think all this drive and aggression can't be for nothing. I think he's he's super into it, and he, it can't be just like for him to come up short. Additionally, he can tie up the feud, and we can get a blow off at World's End, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's Texas Death, but we all know there has to be a tiebreaker unless Swerve wins both, which I don't think he will. Um, Hangman is also, I saw pointed out, he's undefeated in Texas death matches and clearly losses don't damage Swerve if he gets to look good, which we know he will in this kind of match. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Hangman. We get a third match. These guys are awesome. It's going to be sick. I will take Swerve on the up swing right. and that um, Paige can, the loss can feed more into his like conflicted, self-doubting sort right. of gimmick that he does so well. Um, and I just don't think selfishly you do anything to cool off swerve right now that's me that's maybe not them i think swerve can win the blow off and then he's on the up from there yeah then he can start the new year hot but like i just want to keep that trajectory hangman is w 
So I'm say I'll take Swerve. All right, we'll one. differ. Yep. Uh, next we get Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AW International Title. This is one the one that feels most up in the air to me. I feel like this one is more than any of them could go either way. Uh, um, just I, based on what's happened with this title, I feel like it, I thought it could go either way last time. I feel I strongly feel like, in one direction, and I'm not even sure why. I feel. But I'll let I you go first. Feel like it won't change. It could my go mind. either way, but on one hand, you can course correct with the whole concussion thing. Have Mox beat Cassidy again to give him the title, and he would have already been having. Or you can change that and have Cassidy finally overcome Mox and embark on another epic run, eventually culminating in putting over someone who could release a big title win. Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick and my pitch remains the same as it was at All Out. The big win cements Cassidy's champion. Mox doesn't need the title, except this time there's added layer of Cassidy needs to avenge himself. He had that promo the other week. He said he needs to beat Moxley to be the champion he needs to be, and I think that's an excellent story to tell. I think I love Moxley. He's my boy. He's always going to be my favorite, but... I'm once again going to put all my eggs in the OC basket, and I'm pulling for Cassidy to get the win here once again. See, I f- unfortunately for the interest of people, I agree, and that's my. I feel strongly that it's Cassidy, and I'm not even. You may have expressed the reasons that are. I that feel I like don't we even, share a similar sentiment. I mean, yes. I might feel more strongly about it, but I feel like we de- generally think similar here. It just feels like Cassidy's perfect for this belt at this level, and that Absolutely. Moxley doesn't need it. He, no, he's. I don't. I don't want to say bigger and better things, but you know what I mean. This he's is, just above it. And he can. This he is can, Cassidy's niece perfectly. Yeah, Moxley can survive and do great things without correct this belt or any belt. But the Cassidy's, match should be amazing. This match should be awesome. Cassidy is perfect with this belt. This belt's perfect for him, and he. I think this him losing the belt is still a big deal because of how much he cares about. It. I think you give him a few more months with the belt, mm-hmm. and then someone like Swerve, who's big but needs that next level can be the first thing the guys cared about in like four years in this company so i assume i think they told such a great story with that so i'm i definitely think that he needs to win me too um finally we get mjf his j way for the aw world title i would really love for a white to win this one i think we both said that i would love that i will be pulling i will be deep down i'll be pulling for him the whole time however i don't have full confidence he will with everything going on with mjf i just feel like he has to retain here i don't know who's going to be him and i just don't think it'll be switchblade at least not right now his time's going to come but um it's not yet unfortunately i i I, the match again should be really good mjf's had nothing but strong matches jay white's stellar and so this is going to i think the point of this is going to be to establish jay white to people that don't know him that well that this Which is I the main is event dude all they need to do really right and then he's positioned like i don't want to say back burner but he's at that level waiting to just be heated up to be a champion so because right, jay white's it's like him and swerve to me are two guys that it's just a matter of time they're yes. undeniable top guy top caliber um or top shelf, you might even say. And I say. think this is where um, he yeah. showcases that. This is his first crack, right? To people that don't. A know. lot of the time, you either win it or you get your first crack and you come back around. I think this is his first crack, right. and you'll he'll come back around and get it next time, hopefully, whether it's against MJF or not. Yep. But, Here's hoping. It should be a really good show. A lot of matches yeah, I want to show. I'm I think it's going to be super, long. I think it'll be long, but um, I'll try hey, and stay awake for it all. I mean, I do have work early. T- it's okay. I don't. Really we'll see care. what I can do. What time um, do you work tomorrow? Eight. Ooh. Yeah. That's gonna be tough. But that's okay because I got like I don't. A couple of matches here are really good. In particular, surprisingly, the rematches. Hangman Swerve, Mox Cassidy look fantastic. Nice. All right. Well, um, there's your preview. We're going to move into our final segment. You said there is some yeah, stuff there was, to there discuss. Yeah, there's Ringside Fest. All right. So we will move into an update on wrestling figures and other stuff in what we call Figuring It Out with Jack. All right. Go ahead. Um, what you got? Bunch of stuff. It was mostly renders, but... Which sucks because then they're coming in a while, but it's some of it's good. So that's just like images before the, they're the made, digitally rendered. Gotcha. Thingies, 
This is when you ask what a render is. This I do. Is, this is a render, an example of a render. Uh-huh. Um, first, we got basic 146 Giovanni Vinci in like the navy blue, which will match that uh, Kaiser that was the other week. I do love Gio Vinci. Yeah, we like uh, Vinci or Eichner, if you want to go back. Fabian um, Eichner. Fabian Eichner. Uh, and new articulation. So his first figure being a basic is no longer a horrible thing. It's just a less good thing. Right. Uh, then we got Bret Hart in the all pink, which has no logos on. So I feel like this is a Hart Foundation one, probably. I don't know. That and then there's one. This one's got. It like, looks like they didn't finish it or something. That's what I'm saying. It looks like it's missing something. Then this one's black tights with a pink single and a black heart. That looks both a very more. plain. But that one looks more like it looks like an early Bret Hart. That's like it looks finished. You know what I mean? Right. The pink one looks very like just plain. Yeah. Then we have Rollins from Elimination Chamber 23, and guess why this one's awesome? Oh, this is basic 147, by the way. He's wearing white gear. He is wearing white gear. I knew it. And it's awesome. It's got the updated blonde hair. Um, the only crime is that this is a basic because I know with an elite they would do it justice because it's supposed to have um the elite ninety nine Rollins that has like you know that Michael Jackson one that I have. It's like got those molded kick pads with like yes. divots in it. This one's supposed to have that, but I can tell from the basics they're just gonna do it, like, give it like a flat gold paint, which it won't look right. But at least the articulation will be okay, so I will buy it because it's a white Rollins, and I buy a white Rollins even if it's a crappy basic, which I did. You did. So, but they should okay. really consult you on what they're they should. doing. Like they, there's a Rollins elite coming up. I'll talk about, but like, it should have been the white one or the top picks Rollins. Mm-hmm. Do the white Rollins and repaint those kick pads because it's not like you have to make a new mold for those special kick pads. Now you can reuse the mold from that Rollins one because they made the unique mold already. It's right. Like, because the so easy. The top picks ones usually repaints, which is just you use existing things and they just repaint it. Obviously. Right. But anyways, uh, basic one forty seven. We got Katana Chance, which Obviously. is nice. It's all right. The women's basics don't really change much because they've always had the kind of quote unquote improved articulation. Did they use the child Dominic Mysterio mold for her? Since they're the same height, I think they could have. <laughs> the the basics, especially in the women, I feel like they're so flat. Not like flat like that, but like <laughs> just the pain after. That's one flat. detail WWE would never leave out. No, you know, it's important to them. But like I think it's basics in general. But I feel like especially with the women's ones, sometimes they like. There's like it, there's just no sculpt on basics most of the time, so it's just like just paint apps, and it's, it's not great usually. Uh, basic one forty seven Teddy Biasi. We got black and gold. I think one of these is Money Inc. I think it's that one. I don't know. Looks what, like it. I don't know when Money Inc. was, but then there's the teal one too. They've done elites of this, so that was nice. just basics. And remember, basics don't suck, so it'll be okay. Then it's Katana Chance in this in one forty eight to match. Can, or, oh yeah. Or this that, is Caden Carter. Sorry, Caden Carter. This distance that looks Chance. really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. The head looks alright again. If some of the stuff was sculpted, it would look better. It'll be painted on. So Money Inc. from February 1992 to August 1993. I don't know if this is what there he looked go. like, though. Because like, he looked pretty... Uh, the images I'm seeing are him in the black tuxedo. The with, bow tie? With dollar signs on the lapels. That would add up, then. Yep. And All right. Uh, then we got SummerSlam Elites. Uh, SummerSlam 2024 Elites. The Build-A-Figure is John Cone, the referee. That's cool. His son's a champion his son's also build a figure in the main oh way. father and son build a figure one of them's a child so you can Someone collect will sever- sell those together you can collect severed child parts again sweet uh Good first we have them <laughs> <laughs> but like just keep the parts from the dominic and the nicholas and then make them match two those. like weird characters combine them in strange <laughs> that's combinations horrible. that's horrible uh we got undertaker from 2015 i find it funny he's got the interchangeable laughing head from you you know like that gif of like from the match with him and brock lesnar where he like sits on he's doing like that yeah. weird laughing face and it's really weird they got that head so i think it's funny that they have that because that's just a strange thing to do for some reason i recently watched i think it got pushed to me on youtube of him 
making his entrance in the event after Owen Hart is dead and like clearly they're all struggling like you can see it might have been the event during because they it, that's what i mean sorry but okay. after owen's already okay, dead. yeah yeah well yeah because so they just kept they just going. kept as you do you know some like, i would love to be in that arena just because the sheer cringe i was watching like, the show live with a friend oh, i would even take that because that would be i stopped watching insane. after a while because now that. i you, the I fact that a man died and you just kept going i was like i need a break so that was one of my only breaks just, from w i just saw the other thing was like things ww wish they could take back and it's like that's so dumb just even like because but i don't know how they did it so horribly because michaels did that like three years earlier and he was fine so yeah i don't know anyways um we got kane from 2003 um bald kane cool. yeah that is him all right that's kane without a mask sure is. x x pack um um x pack x pack i say x pack but x pack right okay i get confused because now there's pack yeah and i anyways because they call him pock sometimes yeah well he is, i he is pop pock but he's no he's pack and this is x pack see like I, okay um i actually had to do some i did a bit of research to figure out which year this was because i figured it was 98 99 or 2000 this is 98 x x pock actually also what he looks like in 2k 23 so mm -hmm. that's fitting uh, finally, we got Lex Luger from the time he won by countout and celebrated like he won there the he title. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, awesome. <laughs> which I always find funny. So, yeah, it's all-American Lex Luger. The only crime is that it doesn't come with a bus, but maybe, oh, my God. The Lex Express? If they do, you know how they do those wrecking places? Yep. If they did a wrecking Lex, I would buy a Lex Six Express. A bus. Just because it's funny. Yep. I would buy the Lex Express with Lex Luger. That would be funny as hell. Um, then we got Top Hicks. We got Sheamus, which is a re-release of Elite 97. It's got, like, that the coat and the the face mask yep it's back from that era oh yeah back when you wore like the weird coat and ricochet stole it that one time yep i remember that uh, there's feed clear... over stolen clothing i love those <laughs> you have to face Jean me to get Pierre it back Lafitte. yeah <laughs> repo man uh there's cody rhodes in dark red tights i think this is 2k23 i couldn't find the date for it because it doesn't really matter but mm -hmm. that's nice uh then there's logan paul from mania 39 in the yellow and blue i actually really like the way this looks so if i was gonna get a logan paul it looks good i'd probably get this one so i actually might get it because i think it looks really nice and it's from the rollins match so yeah i th i really like that one actually so even though it's logan paul i think it looks really nice i mean hey logan paul sucks but as he can wrestle and it can look good that's that's different you know yep uh next then we got rhea ripley from mania 39 you want to guess why this one's good why she's in the white white we outfit love it again. that's nice it's from the match that you really like i did really like i it. have to watch that still you fell asleep i still i yeah i passed out i still have to watch that um dominic dominic mysterio from 109 oh yeah so ripley's one elite 110 uh dominic is elite 109 it's almost the exact same as that they just put out a judgment day dom in 105 but mm -hmm. this is He's got like the the convict. He'll come with the convict <laughs> yeah. here, so that's nice. The, that's funny. After he got arrested, so that that'll be cool. Um, they showed images, not renders, for the three faces of Foley three pack, which is, looks really nice. So I like that. There's that, and then they've got their individual boxes too. Like nice. Um, in the and they've all got backdrops, and it's the same package as the Walter I have there, because the ringside exclusives tend to have like that rectangular packaging, so um, that keeps in form uh elite 108 la knight and red trunks that looks pretty nice and he's he's got the basic already which again basics don't suck so that's good i'll tidy over then we got seth rollins uh this one's really nice but it's not in the way it's in the gold from i think money in the bank with balor and it's got the new belt mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to get the new belt 
Nice. That seems like something I'd have to do. Damage control Bailey, which she hasn't had a figure in like twenty something series. So yep. By the time this comes out, it'll be like almost thirty. Uh, Bronson Reed in the green. I have his. Remember, I got his elite, and it's like the Bam Bam Bigelow looking gear. This is almost the exact same. It's just green. Looks but good that's though. Pretty nice. Looks though. like yeah. Him. Looks good. Uh, Damian Priest from the Judgment Day in one hundred nine as well. That was mm-hmm. nice. Uh, then there's I sh- think I should use this one Elite 109 Shinsuke Nakamura in the updated gear with like the bodysuit in the black and white that looks one good. looks really nice and yep. then there's the chase in the black and red those look really nice I really like those I don't like the bodysuit but I like that it's got the kick pads and whatever so that'll be nice uh, there's Elite 110 Bruno San Martino which was supposed to be in the Legends Grace hit line but then they moved it for some reason I don't know then there's Elite 110 I'll say it Butch which I actually do really like cause it's, in the, it's in the white it looks good it's in the white, like, uh, Britain gear from Money in the Bank. So I really like that. Um, it'll be updated technology, Pete Dunn. So I'm going to – I hate that it's butch, but I'm going to buy it. And then maybe I'll modify one just to make it not butch. But I do like <laughs> it. It's nice. It's got a cricket bat, which is kind of funny. So, But that, that one looks really nice. The colors on that are really nice. Uh, there's Pretty Deadly in blue, which is really nice. They both got interchangeable heads because, you know, they make weird faces and whatever. Right. Um, but both of them look cool. They, it's not shown in the renders, but I think they'll have, like, probably cloth of their – their weird shirt things mm-hmm. i would almost argue you could just print that on though you know what i mean like you could because they wrestle in it right but like i maybe the cloth would look cool i don't know then there's ultimate uh cody ultimate 21 cody from the time he didn't finish the story right um then there's there was ultimate outsiders uh both in like early gear nash is in the all red they got they both come with wcw tag titles uh interchangeable heads outsider shirt nwo shirt vests the whole shebang then there's the Ultimate Nitro Ring, which has an Ultimate Edition Eric Bischoff with it. Um, Great. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yep. It's those like super detailed rings where it's got like the actual wooden boards underneath. Oh, really? Well, not like wooden, but like... I know what you mean, but actual like boards. That. Yeah, it's yeah. got like better ring aprons and whatever. And, like I think fabric turnbuckles, so it's like the nice, nice rings. That's cool. Then there's Retro 4-Packs of DX, which is like those old Hasbro-style figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nate got a couple of those way back. He did. Not the Hasbro ones, but the one they remade them. Then there's Ultimate 20 Roman Reigns from the time where he finished the story, I guess? I don't know. It's Red Boot Roman with the new torso. See, like he doesn't have a belly button. Look how he belly buttonless he is. He is missing a belly button. He doesn't have one. That bothers me. Uh, then we got Cora Jade is shown. These are actual figures now. Nice. There's Cora Jade, Oscar with her which, kendo stick. Yeah, Oscar, which some people are saying is one of their best figures ever because like that jacket's crazy. It looks awesome. And the mask is nice. And so it's update Oscar with the face paint. I really like the head actually with the face paint. That looks really looks nice. really good. I would consider getting that. Um, and then they showed Otis from Alpha Academy as well. And then there's Finn Balor with the two masks. There's that one with like the flat one. And then yep. He's got the spiky mask too. Remember when he wore that? And he looked really dumb. Yep. There's that. So yeah, Judgment Day Balor. Um, he looks like Ken has clown feet, actually. I think that's about it. Nice. So finally, something to talk about. That was a lot. Yeah, decent amount of stuff there. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to bring episode 174 to an end. Pretty beefy episode. We're at 216 now. That's not horrible, I guess. So here's hoping you all enjoy Full Gear tonight, if that is your plan to watch it. We'll definitely watch it. We'll talk about it. At some point. Definitely on 175, if not before. Mm-hmm. Seems to be we usually yep. wait at this point now. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we'll be checking that out. Looking forward to some of the matches on there. Thanks for taking a little time out of your week to come listen to us ramble about wrestling. We appreciate it. We hope to see you back here for episode 175. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>